desire to grow and succeed purely comes from like a fear of poverty. Like I know what it's like to to grow up and have nothing, you know. Right, welcome to another episode of Irish Success Podcast and today we have Joe Doyle. Now, I've been waiting for Joe Doyle for a couple of months, so I'm a little bit overexcited, as you might see, okay? Joe is an author, property guy, investor, entrepreneur, a father and a husband. Um, so, Joe, um, I've read your book Sorry. From Deck to Deck and uh, I have to say it's amazing because... Appreciate that. There's there's a very few people in Dublin who do that kind of stuff, you know. I mean, so in the business world, you're the guru over here in Dublin. You know, you have like close to hundred thousand followers on Facebook, don't you? I'm I'm the man when it comes to that exact stuff. That exact stuff, yeah. yeah. And it actually does what it says on the tin. It teaches people how to make five hundred quid a day. And uh, you know, when I read it, I thought I thought I oh you know everybody thinks that they already know everything, you know. So when I was reading it and when I came across the page when you talk about contracts, it changed my business in in the car business, really? yeah, yeah, because I didn't have a contract and it was really messing things up you know you know so let's start for the, from the property uh, business joe so what have you done this year so far because uh, you you've done some amazing things i follow you on facebook so uh, <laughs> jesus what have we done this year so far not that much to be honest like you, uh, your 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 main your main job is flipping property so you basically yeah well it's mostly we're buying properties to rent them out mm -hmm. so we're just chasing rent roll all the time so we had a really busy last year which was great um i suppose i'm probably doing my most important deal this week oh really um which is uh i'm i'm clearing my ma's mortgage oh you know well so done. she'll be mortgage free now this week um be delighted to be able to do that you know Mm. Not getting any income off the property, but you're looking. Oh, yeah. You know, we'll, it's, uh, it's, it's part of the course, you know, you have to look after the family. So that'd be the first um, deal closed at this year. Uh, just literally outside before I come in there, just putting the finishing touch on another deal. So hopefully have that one signed this week. Um, but uh, yeah, look, lots of good stuff. But mainly we're just out buying houses to rent. Simple yeah. as that. And do you do you find that uh, because it, there's a lot of landlords who are exiting the property market? Maybe we could focus on that a little bit because a lot yeah. of people who are watching us here they want to get into the property market. But you know how we want to hear from a guy like you a little bit of advice on this because how do you enter the property market when everybody is running away from it now? Right. So most landlords have one property, maybe two, and most landlords are a guy that is a you know a painter, plumber, plasterer mechanic small builder has three or four lads working from no pension and he buys a house as his pension mm -hmm. and he can't afford to stay in tune with all of the regulations because they're changing all the time and he's doing everything himself so it's getting squeezed and squeezed and squeezed and it's just not worth the hassle for him so he just gets over whereas because we're professional we've got a full crew we've got enough properties on to justify paying the wages for a property manager and different things like that it's a little bit easier for us because we've a team but it is getting more and more difficult to the point where i'm like right i'm not going to do this standard stuff anymore i'm moving towards doing different things now and uh, they're making the problem worse do you mean different things you mean commercial property no we'd be still in the resi place but we're just going to be looking at different different types of deals you know um it's not worthwhile doing the smaller deals no more yeah, one single thought, house you know, it's just not worth it you know i've done my maths on it you know that's why i haven't been going into this much stuff if, if i was going to go into something probably the commercial side of it you know yeah. because i couldn't make sense of it you know if you buy a house and you rent it out i know it's an income blah 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 but you know on the end of the month all you have is a couple of hundred quid profit on it you know what i mean and then if the yeah. guy calls you that the mattress needs to be changed, the house needs to be painted, it's just, you know, on the long run. Yeah. So, like, for us, because we got so many properties, you're getting, like, you know, whatever amount, you know, say, like, less than a grand off each property. But when you have loads of them, 
and it's it comes in every month. Yeah. It's like it's it's easy, you know. Uh, sorry, would you say it's easy? It's not easy. It's yeah. It, the money comes in, right? So like if we're if we're walking down whatever we're doing here, and we're we're we're, we're busting our chops, and we make ten grand in the month. Well, it's a good month, but we've we've worked really hard for it. But if you get the rent coming in and spring it in five grand a month and five grand that month, and you haven't done that in that month, mm. and then next month another five grand, it gets coming in consistently. So there is benefits to it, you know. And like the the game that we were playing, like in our office, was um, I was just a hundred percent on the property, um, and we got up to a certain level, and then we set up another business. I'm trying to get the other business to beat it, you know. And, and so we had the property, then I got my other business to beat it. Now we've got my property beating the other business again, and it's just a game. Mm. And we're just playing this game all the time. Mm. Um, and once you treat it like a game, it's it's yeah. better. But the regulations are getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And they're making it worse. Yeah. You know, have you ever heard of the you will own nothing and you'll be happy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Would that be part of it, do you reckon? They want people out of the property market so, you know, BlackRock can uh, be renting all the properties to people. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I asked a couple of lads and they said there might be something in it, you know? Yeah, but like, it's, you know, it's just what's going on out there. And like, I don't really give a shit, you know? Like, yeah. look, I'm getting out. Like, the whole thing is you don't want to get to your last day or your last days and realize that you could have done a better job. Yeah, that, that's, so that's it, actually, that's, that's my motto, you know? That's why people say, oh, you should stop doing this because the recession is coming. Fuck you, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, look, if I wasn't, if I wasn't in the property space, I'd, I'd, I'd still get wealthy in another space mm. you know I, I like the property space was kind of a natural progression for me because like one of the things I say to all my clients is like you want to go just look at the clock and what you're doing now is 12 o'clock the next thing you should do should be 1 o'clock and then the next thing should be 2 o'clock rather than just being doing different things mm. all the business should complement each other so like for me I was a bricklayer and after I was a bricklayer, I became a small builder. wasn't really making much money. And then I became a small builder that was specialising in, in one thing. So Insurance work. Wasn't yeah, it? so I started making a bit of money at that. And um, actually, even before <laughs> that, then, um, so I was, yeah, bricklayer. The natural progression for bricklayer is just to do your own building job. And then after that, then, um, we were getting we were getting better, basically, became a specialist in what we done. And then we start building our own houses. And then we kept build, start building our own houses. The next problem was that we couldn't get the money because the banks were just difficult to deal with. So then we built up this pot where we, we borrow money from people and that allows us to, to buy properties, you know. Um, and then when I finished in the construction, the next space then was just to tell other people how I managed to do what I'd done in the construction. So, you know, if you were to look at my, you know, my kind of the evolution of my career, so to speak, there's nothing very magic in it it's just the next step all the time you know <laughs> and now like we're chatting in the office and we're great we're just not doing any small deals anymore we're going to just aim to do bigger deals so a bigger deal for us would be like a million quid so that's what we're going to aim to do now over the next world so it means now i'm you know i'm like when a small day comes in i'm just passing it to one of the other guys i'm not getting involved in that um and i'm trying to just keep my mind out for the bigger stuff you know mm. um see how far we get with it that's the property side what about the coaching business do you do a lot of private coaching as well or is it, or is it mainly your program like if somebody calls you, Joe, I want you to like, you know. Yeah, yes, we have a couple of one-to-one clients, but the vast majority of them are on the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, the program, it's a problem like with, like if someone's coming in that wants to hire me for a one-to-one coaching, like it's, it's, it's expensive, it's, it's expensive, right? Yeah. But the thing is, they're not at the point where they've already exceeded what we'd be showing them in the program. Mm. Just lads feel they need to uh, get a bit of uh, extra TLC and they can, yeah. but you're better off sticking with it yeah. to prove them. Yeah. People hard. don't realise how, ta- how valuable time is to people who are doing a lot of stuff. I mean, like if I'm doing something, I'll probably value my time at 
couple of hundred euro an hour, you know, if I if if I can get somebody to do it cheaper, I do it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like even like with with this kind of coaching program, for example, and, and the, we just call it the Facebook business, mm. like we didn't have any path to follow. So we're literally starting from the very, very start, trying to figure things out, figure things out, mm. figure things out. Um, just um, on, just two days ago, we hit three million. So we collected three million quid from the program. No way. Um, two days ago. And like the, the numbers on that was like, it took 32 months to get the first million. And then it took 16 months to get the second million. And then it took 12 and a half months to get the third million. So now we're at the point where I'm like, right, I need to get that down to like six months per million, which is two million per year. Mm. So I'm like, I'm in my head, I'm like back to school now. How can I get this? So all these different things that I've been doing, um, they're no longer working. I have to go back and start again with a new way yeah, to something, uh, hit something the fresh. Have any people from abroad, UK, got your did your program? Because we've only like four million people in Ireland, so yeah, you're gonna, yeah, we're gonna go through everybody. Wanna run quick. out soon <laughs> enough? Yeah, that's yeah. that's fine. But you see, like I probably need how many people do I need? I don't know. If I get so we put about, I think it's like two thousand, two thousand three hundred or something through the program now. So if we put five thousand through it, we'd be fine, you know. But yeah. um, yeah, mostly Ireland, few in the UK, um, and then you get um. After the UK, be Australia, and it's all Irish lads living in Australia. You know? mm. So uh, we're going to expand on that now. And we've uh, a few plans for the new year to see how we go. But like, I this is me being kind of backwards or maybe a bit small time thinking in my program. But like, if you're a client of mine, I just have in my head like, like you've got a problem and something's not working for you. Lucas, where are you? Come up to me, you know. Yeah. Or I'm down in Cork. Right, well, when are you up here again? I'm taking the missus up next weekend. Right, come up to me. I'll clear the day. We just sit in the office and I, we fix the problem. But you can't do that when you're away, you know, when the clients are abo- uh, mm. abroad. But everything is on Zoom and we're all connected. Yeah, well, I, mean, but I just like the idea of being able to say, if I look for the problem, just come up to me and we'll fix it for you. Mm. Because every single business in the, the construction space, it's the exact same. The lads are making the same mistakes all the time. I can see it all the time. Like, and They're coming in and they're just giving out about this and that and they're complaining and they're worried I'm like right okay you ready now you got that out of your system yeah deep breaths right this is what to do that won't work go and do it <laughs> and come back to me and tell me it doesn't work you know and then like, you you fucker I just uh, told you you know it works you know um, and it's it's very rewarding for us like to be able to uh, to see lads yeah. transform yeah. you know how does it feel Joe when you tell somebody to read or listen to a certain book because sometimes when you I have that but when you look at somebody and you see that they struggle sometimes you can tell them what book they should open and what charge, chapter should they open yeah. you tell them to do it and they still don't they do don't it they won't do it yeah that's that's the problem it's painful isn't it <laughs> yeah like so so for example like with our program like just to give you an example like we we just keep changing it and, and making it better all the time and what's happening is the people who are difficult to deal with are less likely to come onto the program now um, because it's it's getting more expensive. So the lads that come in and pay the money to start today, you know, they're getting a much higher quality product than the lads that come in three years ago. That's why our earnings have, you know, doubled in the program, the sales and all that sort of stuff, tripled probably over the last while, is because the product's getting better. Mm. So you can get people there that are just not going to listen to you no matter what, mm. you know, and that's... They can't be helped, yeah. Uncoachable, which is unfortunate, you know. Yeah, it is like that, but the world needs people like that, you know. I mean, because if (laughs) imagine if everybody was like you, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) If everybody was a bit more like me, there would be a lot less, a lot less food in everybody's fridge, put it that way. Um, (laughs) But the thing is, like, you can get a guy there, which is what we're noticing now, because like this is now the month one of our sixth year, so you can get a guy 
that is uncoachable today that won't listen to you for various reasons. Not that he's thick or stupid. He might be distracted with family life or he might be distracted with his business to a certain degree that he's not allowed, he's not willing to take this on board. And he'll come back to you in six or 12 months' time and he'll then realise I wasn't in the right place then. I thought I was, but I wasn't. Yeah, and he'll he come couldn't back. comprehend the knowledge properly at the time. Yeah, exactly. So, like, the thing with us is, like, it's all about getting tradesmen to the point where they can make 500 quid profit per day. And, like, the reason why we're so specific about that is because if you're already making you know, all that sort of money you're making, you know, if you're doing turn over five million a year, maybe we're not the people for you. But if you're at the point where you're doing, you know, a hundred, two hundred grand, maybe you're doing well actually you've got clients that do a million quid. A guy just started was he doing a million quid and he made no money like. So, you know He turned he's a million quid and he made no money? Small amount of money, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh look, I, I have some stories as well that I've done Oh we've all been down that road, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you have to make those mistakes to understand, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it was actually a very interesting story. So so what happened was with that guy, um, he started up with us and then he didn't follow through on anything. He's a lovely guy. Didn't follow through on anything. I'm like, you know, where the fuck's your man gone? Where is he? Like, you know, because like, no bother. The boys come in, they pay the money and then they just they just don't follow through. So uh, text me, you know, kind of like tail between the legs. Joe, you've ever for a chat? Of course, yeah, I'm delighted to hear from him because I hadn't heard from him in a while. He's like, look, new year, new me. This is what's going to happen. He says, this year, million quid, very little profit. Um, I'm closing the door on it, and I'm going to roll up the sleeves. I'm going to get stuck in from January. I'm like, great, great. And he's like, I don't even want to look or talk about what from last year. I was like, okay, right, fair mm-hmm. enough. And he's telling me all the, thing, all the things. I'm like, okay, do we have permission to kind of jump in here and talk to you about a few things? He's like, yeah. I was like, all the problems that you encountered last year, you're going to encounter them again this year. He's like, how? Is it because you haven't resolved them? I says, what you need to do is you need to go back to your business and you need to look and figure out exactly. So let's just say he forecasted 250K profit. And let's say he had 10 jobs, 100K each um, with 25K profit. So 10 jobs, yeah, say, yeah, 10 jobs, 25K profit, 100K each. You need to go back to each job and figure out which of these jobs you made money on, how much money you made, and how much money you made on them in relation to what you forecast on them. And then we need to go, and the jobs that you made more money on, we need to figure out how that or what went on in that job to allow you to make more money. And the jobs where you lost money, they're even more important. You need to look at them and figure out what exactly went wrong. Maybe you were you know, miscalculating, uh, maybe it was a miscalculation of materials, maybe it was a miscalculation of time allowed on the job, maybe you had somebody robbing some of your materials, maybe you had a client that was just an absolute fucking nightmare. <laughs> you know, you have to figure out what it is and you need to write it in one sentence the exact problem with the job and then just carry that forward into the new year. Whereas he was like so kind of pissed off with what had happened throughout the year that he couldn't allow himself to go back and look. But I'm like, no, you have to go and do it. So we went and done it, and now we've got all these lessons from last year that we can carry forward. Mm. And that's the plan, you know. Can you tell us the most successful story from one of your clients? Because I'm sure there's probably the one that stands out the most. <laughs> Somebody who came into you and then it, it turned... You don't have to mention anybody. Uh, the most successful one. See, the, see okay, let me, let me tell you. The thing with myself is it's not about get rich quick. It's about get rich for sure, yeah. right? So it's about sticking 100 grand into your bank account. So it's basically about getting to Christmas with a hundred grand more than you had the year previous. Mm. And the lads do have some ideas to do stuff that's going to, you know, be revolutionary, you know, or evolutionary, whatever you want to call it. Revolutionary if they, uh, if we make this, we're going to make a million quid. I'm like, 
mm, I don't know, maybe go and get someone else to help you. Go and do this. Because I've had loads and loads of people who come to me and they, they have this plan that they're going to make a million quid in the year and they don't. Whereas you just follow my pro, my my pattern. It's plain, it's boring, it's simple and you're going to get 100 grand. So I've got like loads of clients who have made 100 grand in the year. A typical client that comes on board with ourselves they've probably been in business for five years maybe 10 years or more and they've got about 40 grand in the bank some of them have 100 grand and even the guys that have 100 grand they have 100 grand as a result of all their years in business and then our plan is to get them another 100 grand because what's happened is these guys have looked at their bank it's 199 110 in and around that and it's a six-figure number and they're comfortable with that so they never progress beyond mm. that and then they come in and then they finish the next year with another 100 grand in the bank and then the next year with another 100 grand and once they get 100 grand twice we then just start looking at some property stuff so I've got dozens and dozens of people I, I you know I don't my, my motto was don't tell me show me so uh, they're yeah. like oh Joe I've got my 100 grand show me where, yeah. show me the I've bank account I've seen the screenshots on your page yeah yeah so, that's why I asked for a, one, yeah. one of the stories you know, so I there's loads show, of them I want to show people that what you're doing there actually you know is, is the deal you know it, it works you know <laughs> but it's boring this is the thing like lads come in and they, I'm like, right, just go and press that button now. And when you press that button, come back and tell me if the light comes on. Mm. And what happens if the light comes on? I'm like, no, come back and tell me. And like, yeah, I've done that. That worked. Okay, now go and do this. I mean, just do it one step at a time. So it's like, look at look at the millions and millions of euros out there in the world. And I'm telling lads just to go after this tiny, tiny, tiny amount, which is 500 quid. And some of them day. don't believe it's possible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> at the mad, start, yeah, it's crazy, yeah, it's isn't mad, it? Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, like I, I, I look at a, a lot of different businesses. But if a yeah. business doesn't make me a thousand quid a day, now I'm not talking after tax. Yeah, if yeah. it doesn't, if I don't turn over a thousand quid in the first couple of weeks, I don't even. It's a waste of time, you know. Yeah, yeah like you need to have clarity on the numbers to know where yeah, you stand. Lads, yeah. just don't. Lads, focus on being busy. You know, and it's like there's no medals mm. for being busy. But just to flick back, the most successful um, client, just. It, there's there's no there's, like there's no one has become a millionaire over what I'm showing them but there's guys to have like two or three properties now um, there's guys to have like 200 grand in the bank from working for, for me from working with me for two years but they've been in business 15 years mm. you know and they've, they've just accumulated all the cash in the last couple of years so like that's that's the norm like mm. you know we do a six month program with the lads and uh, a lot of lads stay on Oh, so you do a six month? Could you tell us what programs you do? Because I took your fifty two steps, and then I took a, yeah, the fifty two yeah. steps was the one that I remember the best. You know? Yeah, so, so you have that. So we've got two programs. Um, the first one is a twenty one day program, and then at the end of the twenty one day program, we'll take a couple of lads from that and bring them on to the six month program, which is the fifty two steps program. Um, way back when you done it, I think it was twelve months, uh, but because it was initially twelve months, and what was happening was you know we were there was no urgency involved in it so while we were um working with the clients like, did you do that no i'll do it next week i'm like Fucking do it now like you know and i'd mm. be like i'd be going to sleep and i won't be able to like i go to bed and i won't be able to sleep and i'm thinking jesus christ man that chap has no money in the bank and he's 40 grand in and if that fella doesn't pay him tomorrow he's goose you know and i'll ring him the next morning oh grand 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 i'm like are you not fucking bothered by the fact that you know you're you're in trouble here mm. and they're like oh really i'm like yeah you need to know this you know um so when we were doing the the program initially it was 12 months and there's no urgency so then we just changed the program down to six months and i was just like <coughs> the day we changed it to six months lads come in they just like they set up straight mm. like right we don't have time to mess about here because it takes about takes about you know 
at least 30, probably 45 days to learn the pieces that you need to learn. And after that, then it's about implementing them mm. and, and getting the results. You know? That's big because a lot of people, you know, they're, 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 they're course junkies. They'll absorb all the information, but they yeah. won't apply it. And that's bad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's probably the worst. I used to do that as well. Yeah, like you won't. The problem is like as like as a business owner, like if I just take people on that just want to give me the money. Uh, uh, you know, you need them talking really good about you. Like, do you know what? And that's actually, I remember I wanted to get one of my lads for the program, and you said, "Oh, I'm not just gonna take your money." <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. actually so true about you. You're yeah. not, you're not like the grabbing money man. You know, what I mean, and no. I have to put that to you because that happened to me. You could have just took my money. I know, yeah, but you see, <laughs> you think more of me now for not. Yeah, you know, and the thing is, I know that you wouldn't have got value over because your man didn't do any of his homework, really. You know, and it's just like, now look at, there's no, not to say we couldn't revisit it again, but, you know, you're looking at a guy, you're like, mm, I don't know. And the thing is, all these patterns are emerging all the time, right? That you can nearly tell if the guy is going to succeed or not in his business by what he's saying to you based on the previous conversations you had with other people who are like him. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. these guys may not know each other, they may not be in the same line of work, but there's... Characteristics, stick, especially if you mean, if you deal with them all the time, you can tell. But even by the looking into their eyes, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something. What, what I've noticed quite a fair bit, right, is that the problem with some of the guys is right. They they keep thinking like a tradesman and they keep doing the work. And I suppose some of the more successful lads on the program, um, they cannot do the physical work either they aren't qualified to do the physical work or they've done their back in or they've got an injury of some sort and they physically can't do the work. So now they have to get other people to do the work. And like I, I find that myself, I'm walking around some of the jobs that we've got going on with refurbishment works. Like we only do refurbs on our own properties. And I'm like, I'll fucking get down there myself the weekend. I'll get stuck in, I'll have that done, you know? And I could, but like, and I often did, like, but it's like, it's not the way to do things. Mm. Um... Like, you know, we had a we had tenants looking to move into a place there a few weeks ago and I was literally back on the tools. You know, the builder that was due to start the job retired just as the job starts. He says, Joe, I'm out of here. He says, I'm about to get me ten properties, no mortgages, I'm 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 done. I'm I'm finished with this. Just like that. I'm going off to Australia to chill out. I was like, Will you not do this job? He's like, Can't I said, he can give you whatever a month or whatever. Legend of a guy he is. And uh he was he was gone. So then I had the team, but I didn't have someone to keep an eye on the team. And just the job took a bit longer, so I had to just go down and be on site and kind of give a little mm. bit of direction. And I don't mind doing that, but it's not the it's most good, profitable use of my time. No, no, now, if I want no. exercise, I go for a run. <laughs> you know, but it's just not like I'm. You know, I'm not at the point where my business is not at the point where I want it to be. So I can't do things just because I want to do them. I need to do things that's best for the business. Mm. If that makes what, sense. What right? is your goal? Like you know, hundred million. Are, 100 million yeah yeah 100, 100 million, million of, of, of uh, property yeah yeah 100 million a hundred million, net worth 100 million so you know I have it in my head um, I actually tell you the story to this if you want you know mm-hmm. um, so I used to have this picture on my wall right of Conor McGregor so you don't have any pictures like that here um, and he was standing in the octagon and he had these kind of like little speedo things on him right and uh, we'd be chatting on him be like you know look because he's my hero I think he's great he's one of my heroes I Brilliant. love him as yeah, well. he's an absolute headbanger right? but look at what he's managed to do look the moment somebody escapes 188 a week and fucking gets does yeah. that then you can fucking judge him yeah other yeah other than that shoot the f- you know yeah yeah that's exactly what that's what my thing is about yeah. him, you know? so like I was just so impressed but he went out and just dreamt up this fight with, with Mayweather and got it was 100 million or whatever and I used to say to people look I can't see myself getting 100 million but I could probably do a million euro deal a hundred times, right? And um, and then one day I said, I'm like, Joe, why the 
fuck do you keep saying that? To, to, to the universe, you can't stop saying that. And then I start saying to people, you know, people ask you what you're going like, a hundred million. And then they'd be like, what, really? Yeah, and they wouldn't get your head. And I wouldn't believe it either. And then I'm like, said it, I said it so much that I actually start believing it. And now I can actually see how it's going to happen. So what's happened for us, like we've got, you know, our, our property portfolio is like, you know, it's just a bit shy of 20 million, right? And the last wow. three deals that we're at to doing were million euro deals. And they just happened just by kind of coincidence. I didn't set out to do million euro deals, but they were deals that were the right deal to do. And they just happened to be a million quid, right? So now I'm like, wow, I'm at to do three million quid deals back to back. We're at 20 million. So if I just keep operating at the same pace that I've been operating at with million euro deals, you know, in another... 10 years I'll yeah. easily be at 100 I'm like wow, all so I need is another 70 gaps or something like that yeah yeah all, <laughs> I, all I need to do is do the same amount of business that I've done already but do it at a million quid level right mm. and then once I get to 100 million you know it's easy to go to 200 million and if I get 100 million valuation and then I just do the same again well then half will be debt and half will be equity Yeah. and it's not that difficult because I, I, I can actually see, see it happening like in my head you know yeah I'd love to see your goals when you do hit that 100 million because I know people usually that's when they start <laughs> exploding yeah yeah just go to a billion you know yeah. uh, but the thing is like I, I know like I I know where I'm selling myself short on a daily basis like I can see that I'm so focused on the smaller numbers that it's actually getting in the way of the bigger stuff but my whole thing is like get rich for sure you know get like i'll always bet on the safe bet mm. oh no i don't do any betting but i just so yeah joe do you do, you know you touch off something there you said that uh, you wouldn't be saying those words to the universe because the universe listens to you which is true i believe that yeah. with my soul i write my goals all the time but do you do you do any of the law of attraction stuff i mean do you practice any of the meditation techniques or anything like that no um don't do any of that meditation stuff, but I was chatting to a guy there the other day and uh, he was actually educating me on something. I was like, geez, I do that all the time. So, like, meditation for me is running. Like, I, I It's just, a form of meditation. Is it? Yeah, because I would be yeah. running and I'm like, did I just run that far? You know, and you'd be running. Um, but he was he was explaining to me about this the, the, the mindfulness and he's like, it's, it's thinking, but thinking about thinking. I'm like, that's mad, right? So sometimes I go to bed and I can't sleep. And your head be wrecked because you're tossing and turning. But nowadays, I'm like, right, if I can't sleep, great. Here's now an opportunity. And I just sit there and I just think. I just think, what will I do with this? What will I do with that? What if that works out? I can do this. If that doesn't work out, I can go here. And I'm just thinking, and he's telling me this is a form of mindfulness meditation. Now, obviously, some of you are listening. Hey, what, you don't even know what you're talking about, Joe. Yeah, they're right. I don't know what I'm talking about. But it's just like I find myself having thinking time. And it helps me get clarity on stuff and... Then I'll just be on the phone. I'll be messaging Paddy like he works for me at about three in the morning. I'm not having an idea, you know. Mm. Um, and that kind of works for me. But like, I'm, I'm, I'm very kind of skeptical of anything from anything that doesn't involve action. Like 100, the law of attraction works. 100, all that sort of stuff. It's good, and I'm gonna have to start getting tuned into a little bit of uh, Joe Dispenza because he's very good mm -hmm, at that sort of mm -hmm, stuff. Because mm -hmm. some of the crazy stuff that's at the happening for us over the last while, I'm like, that is so weird how that's just mm -hmm. happened and that's just fell into place. And you know, me and Paddy be just looking, saying, How did that happen for us? Like, how did that happen at that exact moment of time? Everything and, happens for a reason, yeah. Like it's because you're like, you're 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 
pushing for it, you know. But like two of the things that I'd be skeptical of is you know the four hour work week. Tim oh Fred yeah, is, I, I, I yeah. read that. But I, you know, total, total bullshit. But the way I looked at well, it, he's a big operator. Like he's a he's a clever guy. He's made a lot of money. You know. Oh yeah, I've seen his other book, Titans. Uh, Very yeah. good. Have you got it there? I see that there. No, I brought it with me to Spain. I left it there. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I've read that one. It's a great book. Like, yeah. um, but the four hour work week and the secret they appeal to people who are not willing to put effort in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so. If you, like, you know, like a lot of people don't, like 100% of the people who don't like what I'm about are lazy. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them that just disagree with what I say. Because like, what am I doing? I'm telling people to work harder, work smarter, you know, be a bit more determined, mm-hmm. charge a little bit more for the good service you provide and use that money to create wealth for your family. And people are uncomfortable with that because if you were to, if I was to say to people, listen, just stay in your house and just do this and do this and do this and everything will be great, you'd get more. Yeah. Um That's where haters come from, isn't it? No, you have a share, you, I have so I have a few of them myself, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think you you have way, way more followers, so you have my way, way more haters, you know. Um I've got a hater department in the office today with them, you know. Yeah. I'd say you do. Yeah. What's the best way to deal with haters? Because I use them as fuel. Whenever I get a stupid comments on TikTok, I use it as a fuel. I answer them and then it goes woo. And then yeah. I get views. Yeah, yeah. Well look, see free. the thing it's, it's just free. about it's about attention, you know. like it's about like the only, like at this point in time, the only reason why I'm not closer to my hundred million is because I haven't been operating at the level that I'm that I want to operate for long enough, you know. And that's because not enough people know me. So there's not enough people know me that want to sell houses. There's not enough people know me that want to lend money to me. There's not enough trades know me. Yeah, if more people knew me, because I like if you're a builder and everybody knows you, like you can't do all the work. But my model is quite scalable in what I do. So if yeah. more people knew mm-hmm. me. Um, I would be able to do more. So the game is attention. And actually, I'll give you a laugh there, right? So we're sitting in the office and I'd spend a good portion of the time um, on the calls with clients. And I'd leave the door open and, and Alan would be in the other office and he'd have, leave his door open because he's like listening in on the calls and, mm-hmm. and he'd know the names because he's at the onboarding these guys mm-hmm. onto our program. And I'm like, oh, fair play, you're, you're 50 grand to your 100 grand. And he'd be like, oh, is that Tony? Is I remember talking to him four months ago. I was like, yeah, brilliant. Right? So he'd be buzzing. But he's like, Joe, the, the reach is down on the page, you know. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll do it in a minute. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll come up with something. So basically, he's like, Joe, put a video out or do something. But I was just busy with something. And I'm sitting there I'm like, oh, I just haven't got a minute. Like, what will I do, right? And uh, I was like, right. Okay, Ali, are you ready for this? And he's like, yeah, yeah, go for it. So he's expecting me to do a video. So I put a post out. I was like, if, <laughs> if, if you're unemployed now, chances are it's because you're a bum, right? And that was all I said. Right, and uh, I was like, "Watch what's going to happen here!" And there was absolute killings on the page. Actually, I didn't say if you're unemployed. I said if you're on the dole now, um, the chances are it's because you're 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 a bum, I right? I think I might have seen that. Thing you probably did. Too. Oh, this thing went mad, like right. How many views did you get on that one? Oh no, this was just a post that we just put out because oh, I was just I didn't have time to make a video. I had to do something, right? I was like, let's just store the pot a little bit, and uh, there was like thousands of people, like, literally thousands of comments on it. Who do you think you are? And all. And uh, Alan was like, Joe, I think you might need to delete that. I was like, well, what's the views on the page? He's like, it's through the roof. I was like, well, leave it, you know. <laughs> and uh, we just left her for a while. But then I was like, no, I have to delete that. Because uh, this is deleted. it was the only time I've ever deleted that on our Facebook. And um, I'm raging I've done it now. I shouldn't have deleted it. I should no, have just left it there. No. Just for the for the crack, you know. But uh, it was just like, yeah, you're playing the game of attention. Yeah. You know? You've done another one. You've done the one when you walked through the house and uh, you said, oh, yeah, we're going to put a few people there, a few people yeah, there. That yeah. went to the newspapers, didn't it? That was it? mad. That Tell was, us yeah, that yeah. one. <laughs> so what actually happened with that as well is um, uh, TikTok came out 
and I had a guy doing some camera work for us and he was just taking the stuff that we were using and he was repurposing it. But it wasn't the right stuff for TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, TikTok's crap. It's brutal. Um, and then I'm, I said to the guys, no, look, we need to have a crack at this. So we sat down and we made a, a couple of little videos. So the first one that we done, we're putting a bit of thought into it. was like, here's how we got this house for free. And uh, I basically showed how I got house for free. And it got like, you know, I don't know, 800k views, something like that. It was really good, you know. So I was like, okay, right, we've kind of sussed what we can do here. And uh, then he says, right, let's do another one now. And we just test the outrage emotion. So at the time, um, I'd bought a house in my estate, literally right around the corner from my sister. So I didn't mind going around disrespecting the house. Because, like, if you're going to move into a house belong to me, I'm not going to start saying, this house a kip, like, you know, because then it's not fair, like, and, you mm-hmm. know, but because it was my sister was moving into it, she knew, she didn't care. Mm-hmm. So, uh <laughs> I'm making the video, I'm like, yeah, look, we're going to stick uh, six bunk beds in the sitting room here, take out, what we say, um, does, what, what we saying, um, oh, jeez, look, it's that long ago now, basically, like, it's 100 euro extra for uh, for a dog, yeah, um, yeah, put yeah. one family upstairs, one family downstairs, there was killings over it, you know, well, it was very funny, but it was kind of funny, like, is that a joke or is that guy serious, you know, and then it was in all the newspapers. Yeah, and, independent uh, and all. Oh, yeah, then RTE rang me, and, um, <coughs> oh, you, yeah, will you come in into the radio? I was like, yeah, I went in, they grilled me, I was like, oh, that was horrendous, like, you know, oh, and then when I left, like, FM 104 rang me, and they thought it was hilarious, you know, and we are just doing all these interviews for the last few days, and even if you Google it, I was like, yeah, pack them tight and collect the money, that's what I was saying, but if you, if you, Google it now, it still comes up like, you know. Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah. But uh, look, I didn't care. Like, you know, but, like the thing was, the people were people that were looking for something to give out about, they were going to give out about something anyway, so then they had something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was like people were, politicians were sharing it and all, giving uh-huh. out three politicians shared no, it, yeah. shared it, slating it, you know. And then it was like, you know, when they realised it was a joke, I was like, you fucking idiots. Like, you mm. know, but they were just looking for a reason to be outraged. But that's one of the things, like people are, People are always looking for a reason to be outraged. Yeah, and that's a, I want I want I want listeners to have some value out of the podcast. So you know, one of the good lessons should be as well. You know, don't be thinking about what other people think about your stuff. Do you know what I mean? People often say to me when I when they ask me for some advice, I say, "Man, five TikToks a day, do this, be ridiculous, and the stupider it is, the better the the better it is on TikTok." That's the, that's yeah. the truth these days, you know. But you can't take seriously the negative comments on it. Use them as fuel. Yeah. No, no, that, like, I, I'm, I don't even bother with them. I, I, no, I no, you don't. Them. Look, yeah. you're, you're, you're an iron man in this stuff. You know, when, when we were talking about listeners who never yeah. posted a video of themselves, they might be thinking, oh, how do I look? How do I do this? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, so, like, the thing is, like, like, the only, like, anybody, like, if you do the most, like, I know you, right? I respect what you do. If you do the most stupidest fucking thing in the world online, I don't really care. Mm. You know, I'm not yeah. going to think any less of you. Yeah. I'm busy. Mm. You know, so the guy who has a genuine opinion to the point where he has he has nothing to do and when he go back onto your page and slate you, chances are he's living in his box bedroom. Mm-hmm. Sex life is purely internet based. You know, he's not getting <laughs> any female attention or something like that's that's the the the, uh, the story. You should just leave yeah, them be. Yeah, like. because I've never seen a guy who is a true doer. Like you know, have you ever see, find yourself on TikTok commenting on other people's stuff? Like no. that doesn't happen. No, no. Doers don't do that shit. You know. No, I, I, I just I just don't. And and the other thing is like, like if if you're out there as an entrepreneur or just as a person, right? And oh, what are you gonna do when the recession comes? What are you gonna do when the interest rate comes? What are you gonna do? Uh, oh, nothing to be happy, right? Um, oh, you're you're fat, you're skinny, you're bald, you're this or that, right? The people who are getting that said to them. 
Like, there's nobody can say any comment to me that I haven't said to myself a million times over, oh, fuck, Joe, what are you going to do when this happens? What are you going to do when that happens? I've thought about it, I've thought about it, I've thought about it. So it's like as if they're saying to you and it's some kind of new revelation, you know? <laughs> I just wouldn't be paying attention to it at all, you know? But, like, I'm, I am, like, what would you call it? I don't know, like, I am unbullyable online. I just don't care because mm. what people seem to forget as well is, like, I've got the power to eliminate them from my digital world yeah. by just blocking Poof, them. Gone. Why do I not block them? Because yeah. more engagement on my page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, used to block, I used to block people all the time, but I stopped. Mm. Now, don't block them. Later. If somebody, if somebody, actually, there's one guy who was just constantly writing nonsense on the page, right? Mm-hmm. And then he, he wrote a, a, a comment there the other day. Um, he said, you ruined Christmas. I never got my book. And I sent him a message back saying, Send me your email address and I'll check because I'll bring it down to him. Like, because I was thinking, geez, did we really like? Did he buy that for his dad or his brother or something? You know, because like I was literally up and down the post box three times a day at Christmas just to get the stuff, get the books banged out. Right now for the last couple of days, like, and uh, he didn't respond. And then I took his name and I'm searching to say no such thing at all. So this guy's just writing silly comments all the time, and I, I'm fine with that. But when he starts um, potentially injuring. The re- the reputation of my mm-hmm. business, I just blocked them. Like, right, get out of here. Like, why should you be here? Mm-hmm. You're, you're saying I've done a bad job, mm-hmm. and you didn't even buy on me. Mm-hmm. You know, or if somebody, if somebody, um, like if if somebody was unhappy with and I done, they just ring me and they'll talk to them. But when someone's constantly saying like, ah, here, so, so that was the the probably the first one in a long time that I blocked. Or if somebody threatens you or something like that. Somebody threatens me, I normally just screenshot it, take a few screenshots yeah, of their profile, the post that, and then I block them because I'm just not dealing with nonsense like that, you know. Uh, but look, people just being critical of stuff like that, yeah. you need to well, be. What I want to emphasise to people is that you should, you know, you should, uh, you should overcome it as quickly as you can, shouldn't you? Do you know what I mean? Because it's all... It's I'll all, overcome it, yeah. Yeah, because it's hard at the start. I remember at the start I was taking seriously everything I saw over there, you know what I mean? Well, I keep telling people that whoever, whoever... Whatever business somebody is in, you know, if they record five TikToks per day, it can explode their business because you can get like 10,000 followers on TikTok in four weeks. No problem. You know, yeah. if, you, if you just do it right and do it actually five videos a day. But yeah. they don't. They don't. They te- And they always say the same thing because <clears throat> I have a program here where I actually invite people and they do a TikTok screen screen and all, you know. Very good. People, yeah. you know? And they always say the same thing. The comments. The, the, yeah. They don't like the comments. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's mad. I didn't. Yeah. You know. A lot of people. Do, do, do people that comment? Are they even real people? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't pay much see, attention. See, the thing is, like, like for me, like, I think, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm fairly focused on what I do. Like, I just even like what I say to guys, like, if you look at the, like, I just don't pay attention to it. I mm. just don't get involved, and I just stay focused, just do my mm. job, do my job. The reason why it took so long to get me here, you know, a few minutes down the road, is because I didn't have time. I'm like so focused, so focused on getting the new house, so focused on some of the other stuff. I just like didn't take a minute off and like the whole world could be like falling down around me mm. and I'm just like focusing on the, yeah. the thing that's It's atta- great when you get to that level, you know. Every day is just, you know, getting closer to your stuff, you know. Yeah, well like it, thankfully my missus does a top class job of keeping the house in order and keeping the family in order and ke- keeping absolutely everything in order because I just focus on on, on, on yeah, the business, like you know. The perfect scenario. Let's get into some of the business tips, Joe. What, what do you think is the most important business skill? Now, I in my head, it would be all obviously sales. sales you know, yeah. you, you think of sales as well? Hey, well, if you can't sell it, and you're 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 uh, you're not going anywhere. Mm. If you can't, sell would you have anything. any? Would you have any tips for people? Because I, in my in my head, if, if once your phone keeps ringing, 
you can save it. Your business will, you know. Uh, would you have any tips for people? You know, how 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 do they make the phone ring? You know. Okay. First tip is have a target. Have one target. Have and then the second tip is to eliminate all distractions. So that's what I say to people at all times. Have a target. If it's not five hundred quid a day. Is it 50 quid a day? Is it 100 quid a day? Is it 5 grand a day? Have a target. And once you decide on that target, eliminate all distractions. If you're managing the football team, that's a distraction. You know, the kids' football team, you're managing, that's a distraction. If you're playing sport at a high level, that's a distraction. If you have more than one business, that's a distraction. If your missus is an absolute fucking fruitcake, that's a distraction. If you're in bad health, that's a distraction. Um, if you've got family members that have bad health, that's a distraction. Um, if you don't physically have somewhere to walk, that's a distraction, you know. Um, and you need to eliminate all them. And obviously, you know, some people are unfortunate that they have to deal with health issues and whatever else, they're either physical or mental. And you just have to get, get on with it. But if you didn't have them distractions, things would be easier, you know. So if you pick a target and eliminate all distractions, there's pretty much nothing that you can't achieve in my view you know mm. um, you become unstoppable but the problem is I think the biggest problem people have is when they watch TV because they're literally programmed you know they're programmed it's called a the fucking program <laughs> TV program they're programmed into misery I try not to talk too much on it about it on, pa- on the yeah. podcast you know because it's a kind of a, you know everybody does watch TV and when you tell people that they fucking shouldn't be doing it and they, you know like you become their yeah. enemy then you know <laughs> slave them be they learn sooner or later you know, yeah, no, but the idea of this podcast is to help people so how the fuck am I going to help people <laughs> well actually I'll tell you there's a bit of, there's a bit of conflict my house at the moment so my new year's resolution was I will not stand in the same room that EastEnders is on and oh, mi- well my missus done. is like will you just get over I like watch it I was like watch it I don't I have no issue with you watching it but I will not be in the same room when that's on and I just won't be in the same room and I just stand <laughs> at the door in the hall and I call the baby out and we go in the kitchen and I just play with the baby you know and that's like that's Linda's thing she likes a little bit of downtime but I just won't be in the room when that's on you know I love it and then like you know if I'm having my dinner I'll have like YouTube on I'll be watching something like a documentary or something like that Um, I'll watch that sort of stuff like there's a lot like like these tools are there and they can be helping you or, or making you worse, you know? Yeah, that's exactly true. So in, in, I'd have two TVs in the house, but none of them would be connected to the whatever you, your, the UPC or whatever. Oh, yeah, have, yeah. You know, it's no, all YouTube. You know? Yeah, because there's so much stuff you can learn on YouTube. Subscribe to guys like yourself or whoever let, is in there. Let me tell you something I learned on, on YouTube before, right? This is just something that, that I learned, right? Um, I was watching um, I was watching some kind of interview with Grant Cardone or someone else and some guy got on the phone and said Grant come do a come do a podcast with me he says I'll spend five grand just promote it right and I'm like that's Cardone you don't, you don't need to spend any money promoting that with, with Cardone because he's like he's a big superstar and then I start researching like all the big boys spend a fortune promoting their podcasts at the start yeah and uh, that's what I was saying to you like are you promoting that and like the whole thing of organic is just it's just it doesn't work that way no more in my eyes unless you get lucky you know and um, no, you got me thinking here because we don't promote. It does get the view, but I'm, I'm, yeah, we're gonna no, no. I, I, this I, one I, think, I think you should like so when we're doing that and like so we're at the point now where we're getting ready to spend thirty grand a month on advertising because we couldn't spend that that amount of money because we didn't have the infrastructure. What platform would that go towards? So that would be Facebook and Instagram, and we like you'd you'd end up spending money on Google as well, but we're not spending money on Google at the minute. So. I'm thinking, if I get this amount of clients from a three grand ad spend, if I spend 10 times that, I'll get 10 times the amount. But it's just like, you know, taking the car from 10 mile an hour to 100 mile an hour, not all of them can go that distance until you fix them up and stuff like that. And that's what we've been doing. And like, just, like, you just, there's so much shortcuts available. Shortcuts are available by just spending money or by buying access to other people. 
Mm. And, your, and your business program is great because it's scalable that way. You yes. can manage 1,000 people. Yeah, now we can. Like So when we do a 21-day program, we've done it about 30, 40 times now. I don't know the exact amount. And um, we used to have... Make sure I don't tell you this wrong now. So I, I'd speak to each person on the program three times. So let me see. Um, I remember it was 270 calls that I'd make in 21 days, you know. But these are like... Oh. These are long calls. My voice would be gone like... Oh. Like, yeah, then we made a few quid this month. And she's like, your voice is gone. I was like, I might have been on the phone for whatever amount of hours, right? So it was like every every third person that we spoke to would be suitable for the program at that exact time. So Every third? Someone. Every third person. Yeah. So some of them wouldn't be suitable. Some of them would say no. Some of them would do it later on. So it would be... Uh, so it was like, what's what's 135 divided by three? It was 270 calls. So um, it was 270 calls and... Uh, we basically had 45 people on the program. That's what it was, yeah. So I'd speak to uh, 135 people. I'd get 45 on the program. And then I'd speak to those 45 people three more times. So somebody be listening to this now. Like, you can't even fucking add up. But mm. it was 270 calls. And then I'm like, right, this now works. How do I reduce the number of calls? And now I have it down to like about 20 calls. Like. Mm. But now that that's gone down, it means I can put more people onto the program. So... um we're excited about that, you know. So now we go for 70 people on the program. And it's actually better when there's 70 people on the program because you get all sorts of... And do they talk, are they able to talk to each other? On yeah, the but this is the thing. That, like, you know, they get all sorts of different conversations and different kind of walks of life and there's good learning in it, you know. Um, and it seems to be the actual sweet spot. Whereas I thought, the, like, the smaller the number, the more attention I could give them. But there's this kind of, like, dynamic of group learning that kind of emerges, which is, is very good, you know. I'm like, why didn't I do this ages ago? Now I don't have to... I don't have the uh, I don't have the bandwidth currently to go more than that and most of those guys would be all in Ireland probably like you might have 20% that's not in Ireland at any given time so they all know somebody that knows somebody on it so that mm. kind of works as well uh, but it's just a constant state of learning and yeah. tweaking you know? there was a guy in a I can't remember, he was somewhere in the UK and uh, he asked me some business question or something and I said, ah, oh, here, why don't you just take, because I always refer people to you. And he said, oh, yeah, I actually know him. Yeah, he was in the UK. Yeah, he knew ah, about cool. you. Yeah, that, that's good, yeah. yeah. So I need to up my game there and get, get more known. Yeah, you should probably there. run it over there as well. He said, why not? It's a fucking huge market. I'm moving there with a couple of things. Yeah. When I looked at the numbers, there's only 4 million people over here. Yeah. Mm. If, 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 I, I only need like 5,000 and I'll get everything I want financially from it so I'm like 5,000 can I get that like that's, that's that's all it is you know yeah it's probably achievable yeah no it is so like, like I, I always use the analogy when I'm talking to the guys it's actually just a mad thing that really happened to me like in real life so years ago I was about 16 and I was out fishing with my uncle and we're down the Liffey and I'm standing at one side of the Liffey and we're, we're fishing for pike and I'm getting the fishing rod and I'm belting it across the far side of the Liffey and there's a fellow on the far side and he's belting his rod <laughs> I said he's belting his rod far across me but he's casting <laughs> out to my side I'm like why is he trying to get his over here and I'm trying to get mine over there and uh, when you're going fishing for pike you'd have a big heavy rod and then you'd have a smaller light rod for catching smaller fish and you could use them for bait and I yes. then remember just walking up and just dropping the line into the water and we caught more fish there than we've ever ever caught and I'm like this is the secret to success it's just it's not doing what everyone else is doing and just looking at under your nose it's, yeah it's right there and like even now like I put a picture up there a while ago saying um, don't the, the uh, property investing tip number one don't buy any property that you can't run to and mm. all my houses are literally all around yeah, where I live in, like, in around Clondalkin yeah yeah so I, I can you know I've got one or two that I live before the field but like 
the vast majority of them are literally I can run to them mm. and uh, if I've got to go down and see someone and have to do a run I just run down it's not one or the other you know so mm. it's like you know kind of engineering things that are mm. suitable for yourself so yeah look absolutely a million percent I should be over in the UK but I haven't finished my yeah, my sure. business you, here, you yeah. yeah you don't give back resources to, to go. Through you don't need the main course until you finish the starter. That's <laughs> that's my thinking, you know. And I just I have this thing in my head: if something doesn't work for someone, just drive up to me, come down to me. Where are you? You know, mm. um, because it, it has to work for them. Because mm. like, like we've got, um, we've had like, yeah, we said there two thousand three hundred people or something like that at the minute. And we've got 550 Google reviews. So, like, that's a good percentage yeah, of, that's from you're, one you're, to the other. You're like, probably you know. the most reviews from anybody I know in any business in Ireland. Who has more reviews than you? You probably have more reviews than... I don't know. When you go book a hotel, them boys seem to have, like, thousands of reviews, you know? Oh, yeah, well, I've yeah, heard of hotel. But, oh, no, stick it down, but, like, not, not, <laughs> not <laughs> else, yeah. Um, but, you see, it just goes to, like, I think I'm potentially strangling the growth of the business because I'm so focused on, you know delivering a top class job for every single person so focused on these like that I actually do think that I'm I'm strangling the business and well look you're following your passions I mean it's, maybe it's not all about them you know, f- you know you're following your passion you're doing exactly what you love so you know it's a yeah but I, I do need to operate at a bigger level like mm. I, I know I do but I'm like oh look, mm. we'll get there you know mm-hmm. we'll see how this year pans out we yeah. hit our target this so year. I have another uh, property question you know what I mean because yeah, I, sure. I have a couple of questions lined up in my head you know for the viewers yeah, you know yeah, and I've sure. asked this question before but I want to hear your opinion on it you know right. is this a right time to buy a gaff <laughs> this is my question you know I mean you know tell us about family home and the property investment because there's a lot of people who say that you know the interest the interest rates is the one that books people oh books people you know because yeah. they reckon that they might get so high at one stage that they, you know it might defeat the purpose of owning a house, you know, when they go so high, you know. Look, I've bought, I said, I done two, I done three million quid deals in the last four months. So, so there you and, go. Do you always, and when you talk to the bank, do you get your interest rates locked, or what do you do? Sometimes they're fixed, sometimes they're variable. Traditionally, um, a fixed rate mortgage. So the bank will say, okay, the variable rate is four percent. So let's cover ourselves on the four percent, and then stick another one or one and a half on top of that in case a rise goes up and then they make their cream. So traditionally, the fixed rate mortgage was always higher than the variable. However, when we came out of the credit crunch and liquidity came back to the market, the banks wanted to stop people moving from one bank to another. So the fixed rates were cheaper um, over the last while and that's going to change again now because the rates are going to rise. Mm-hmm. So I was just saying there um, over the weekend, Permo have, Permanent TSB have increased their fixed rate. So they're a little bit slow to react sometimes and sometimes they're fast to react. So the variable rates now are now cheaper than the trackers. Mm. Sorry, variable rates are cheaper than the trackers, yeah, because the trackers gone. So it's all it's all changing all the time. Like the one, the, the one constant in the property space is change, if that makes sense. Things are always mm. changing. But, you know, the time is never a good time to buy a, to do a bad deal. And the time is always, it's always a good time to do a good deal. Yeah, I suppose in, in all times you can find a good deal and you can find a bad deal, you know. But It's easier in a bad time to, to, to do business. Because oh, all you have the dollar, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> all the amateurs are scared shitless and they've yeah. ran away. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And those that are in for the long haul are... Mm. And do you do any property training as well? Yeah, so like we had a property training program that we were running for a while and I just stopped that um, to focus on the business one. So I just mm. stopped that. But now like there's business, there's property training as part of this. So so oh. if somebody comes in and they, so the whole goal is to get them to 500 quid a day, mm. 10 grand a month, 120 grand in the year, get 200 grand in the bank and buy a house. Mm. 
So, you know, if a guy does it does a, a year with me, um, he'll have a hundred grand, maybe a little bit more after that, and you might do a, a second term. So that's actually a six month term, and then so the way we do it is if a guy comes on and does six months and if he wants to do a second term, so we allow him to do 12 months on the second term. So he'll either do six months or 18 months with us. And by which stage he'll be just about ready to buy the property. He'll be probably a few months away. Um, and then in some cases then he'll he'll stay on just to get the property deal over the line, you know. Um, but uh, I'm about to lose my train of thought there. Why are we saying that? No, we were talking about... Um Let's let we can switch to the to the commercial property as yeah. well, you know, because you said that you want to get bigger and bigger deals as well, you know. But yeah. have you ever thought about building an apartment block? You know, I mean, like a let's say four apartments in it. Cause th- to me, it doesn't sound like a big deal, you know. Yeah, look, I I built like probably about ten, twelve houses. Like I still have From the most of them. Yeah, yeah, because like, that's my oh. gig as a builder. But then I realized I could uh, buy houses cheaper than the cost to build. Like the house that you build today is a different quality of house than what you you buy today that's second hand like they've all got renewable energy the most of them are a rated are very close to a rated um like they're a different house altogether today than back then so the cost to build is through the roof so like yeah you know with the price of wood and everything at the price of everything like i i would say like anybody selling a house a new house for less than 350 grand is uh it's just about breaking even i'd say nowadays because when you think of it like if 350 grand uh 13 and a half percent va so that's say forty grand, just round numbers. Someone will work it out there and mm-hmm. let us know in the comments. And <laughs> uh, so that's three ten. The site has to be worth a hundred grand. You know, say even if it's only worth ninety grand. So that's two twenty. So you're not gonna have much change out two twenty to build the house, no. considering you have to pay the council fifteen grand. Mm. So that's two oh five. Then you've got your ESB, your Irish Water, um, board gosh if you have them. Um that's another say five grand. You know, it's it, it's not not that much yeah. uh, then you've so got your sign off fees from the architects mm. planning no wonder costs. when you're looking at the houses over there no wonder they're in around 500 600 grand nowadays yeah so that's the problem like and, and again um there was something they mentioned there the other day that they're looking at doing um giving a, a grant to developers to build oh. they have to like even like the the cost per square meter to build an apartment is huge like because it's not they're not that spacious and yet you've got a kitchen you've got a bathroom um, you've got a parking space. You've got underground. You know. So I, w- I was talking. I was talking to Shane Shane Fleming, and he was saying that uh, the apartments there's a there was a change of regulations as well, and it's getting harder and harder in the apartment business because they need the lift, they need fire this, exits, they, yeah, the fire exits. So it changed a lot in the past couple of years. Yeah, exactly. And all that's doing what what that's doing is let's just say that you've got like the the most expensive part of Dublin. Just say like Dublin Four. All them changes are just making it like only possible to be profitable in them areas and mm. then as you go to the suburbs it's just not worth building mm. and for me i'm like why should i build like like when I, when I was building i was the guy on the tools i was doing the work i'm like it's a lot of hard work building a house like there's a lot of effort into it you know and of course you bring in your builder and then you've got the headspace of managing him but just, just buy the fucking house down the road for for less than what it costs to build mm. you know that's the thing um and then there's another issue with that is that you know, they're not up to the energy rating, so maybe over time they're going to wait, want to make a change, that and all that, so it's fine, you know. Mm. We'll, we'll cross that bridge and we come to it, you know. Mm. So, you, so you never went looked into building an actual apartment because that's what's yeah, in Yeah, I did. Head. No, I did. So Loads of times, did. like, yeah. Um, it's just it's just not financially viable for me. It's not mm. the best use of my time. Mm. 
That's good. That's a good lesson. You know, I mean, because uh, uh, you know, it makes sense. You know, makes sense. You know, because you can buy a ha- if you can buy a gaff for two fifty. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and they're like there's yeah. ga- there's houses out there still for two fifty three. Even you know, if you look in there. Yeah, well, when you like, I I, if you I, look I buy right properties places. in like kind of the rough enough areas, so uh, they're cheap enough around there. That's the yeah. <laughs> that's the advantage of growing up in the show. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know the Condorcan is not like our, our place was rough enough growing up it's grand now like. I know yeah it's, look it's it's actually very much different because of the cameras and everything the social media and all there's, there's not you know back in the day it was different you know from, I, yeah. I didn't experience it I just heard from the stories you know back yeah in the but you see the, the problem is like if if you grow up in like a, a really if, if you grow up in a place where I want my kids to grow up you're not going to get the experience that the life experience that I got growing up mm. and you'd just be a little bit weaker like mm. you just won't be used to it you know um, mm. whereas I find like you know in the ex-counts estates that's a little bit rough like you know I'll buy a house there I'll rent it to somebody from the area a girl wants to live near her ma she's happy out like you know nothing but respectful to her she's delighted that I'm not a difficult landlord something breaks she rings the office we fix it you mm. know Everybody's happy. Yeah, and you have a full team. Like if there's a person who answers the calls, and there's a guy who maintenance guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why it's so easy. It's easier once you have more properties because if you don't yeah. have them, there's a pain in the ass. You know, like you might, like you know, I'm renting at the moment. Yeah. My lord, if anything gets broken, he gets the call. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I can't make sense of what he's making on this house. I mean, because to him, it's, he told me it's a pain in the ass. He told me he wants to yeah. sell the house, but he said if he sells it, you know, the tax and all this, he said it's not worth it. So he's just, it's just there. Keep okay, it. So which. Which is the bigger pain to ask to keep it or to sell it? You know. Yeah, that's what he said. He doesn't yeah. know what to do. But like some some of the deals that uh, that I've done, I wouldn't do again. Actually, did you see that time I got to speak to Grant Cardone? Yeah, of course. I've yeah. Seen it. yeah, so all the time. so <laughs> I I was uh, I got a chance to speak to him on the phone and uh, how many times once? Uh, no, I've met him like a few times, but just that was just one time I was in my gaff and I got to speak to him on the phone and um, I like. If you're going to go and speak, like, I, I see people all the time, like, they get an opportunity to speak to some big influential person and they try to impress them by telling them how great they are. Look, he doesn't care, you know, how, how big you are because no matter how big you are, it's small in comparison to him. So I just, like, wrote down all the questions. Like, look, when you get an opportunity to speak to something like that, don't tell them anything, just ask questions, you know? And uh, I was like, look, at the time I was at 12 million. I was like, uh, Grant, I'm at 12 million. How do I go to 100 million? And... Uh, where it's a little bit back and forth but basically he said just sell everything and start again and everybody's like the cheek of him saying that you know um, sell everything sell and everything again. and start again you know that's what he said yeah and um, people are like saying he just kind of you know brushed you off at that comment but like I put a bit of thought into it like he's dead right because there's some of the deals that I done that I wouldn't do again and the deals that I'm doing now there was nothing stopping me from doing them four or five years ago, only for I didn't have the, the knowledge and the data mm. to be able to do them. So now I have to do them. So if I just got rid of them all and started again, I just start all only with what I'm doing now. So it made perfect sense, you know. So I've kind of technically started again on a new level, but I didn't sell everything, you know. But maybe mm. I should, but I should probably apply that into my life. <laughs> I mean, because I have so many different businesses scattered all over the place. Oh, and get rid diluted. of them all. Get rid of them all. Just keep the most profitable one. Ah, I should do that. Yeah, yeah that's the, that's the fucking, my belief. Yeah, you know. But look, sometimes people. This are, year I'm gonna do that, yeah, because I have too much things going on. You know, I'm just swallowing my time. Yeah, and and it's like you spend so much time like between things where you're not doing anything fully like you're half between here so you know you know we're doing this piece of business and somebody's ringing you about something completely different over there like even like the last house that I built was the one that I was the, my last home 
And at that time, I Did was. Did you live in it? Yeah? yeah, yeah, that was the last one I built. Um, just be well, we, we haven't I haven't moved over yet into the new house, but I'm, I'm moving over soon. But the like when I was building that house, I wasn't a builder anymore. I was the owner of a company then, and I had to go from like you know running the company during the day to getting the work done in the evening and it took ages to get the job done because even though I knew both businesses they were just completely contradictory because if I was just a builder all the time I'd be like yeah look at nip down there get that done when you're finished come up here to this job or that job because I was like literally in an office all day and then going back to that it was just two completely separate things how many hours a day were you smashing at the time I just work every hour yeah, I know, but I want to show that. Sure, some people think that the 10 hours is a lot. 12 hours is a lot. <laughs> if, you, if you do things on the scale that you do, you work 18 hours, no problems, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, I don't, I don't work from 7 p.m. till about half nine. So basically, I'm in the house and I'm there with the baby. And then when she goes to bed, I'll just jump back on, you know. Mm. Um, like, I'm, I'm getting a bit sick of it, to be honest, because I've been doing it constantly for years now. Mm. Um, People say you're lucky. <laughs> that's fucking, that's yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to the next chapter where I don't need to work as much. Um, but I'm not there yet. But I will be soon enough, I think, mm. you know. Um, but sometimes you're like, I wouldn't mind. But I'm just so in the zone mm. um, all the time and I can see the, the progress I'm making and I can see the growth, so I enjoy it. Mm. But I wouldn't mind. Like, I'd like to do a bit more running. I'm not doing as much running. As I'd like to do, um, I'd like to do a little bit more training. I'm not doing as much of that, but that's only because the baby's three now in a couple of weeks. So, you know, not since she was born, but since she was about like eight months, since she started becoming her own little person, you know, every day it's something new. So I want to be there. With her. So mm. I had to either give up uh, the hours I was working or give up training. Mm. So Could I just you still cut back. Do the odd run? I run. I run like you know. I, I train most days, but like I do ten k max now, where I used to be like doing sixty k and all. You know, Fuck yeah. 60K. I, just, I just go out, start running at like you know seven o'clock on a Saturday morning, back about nine o'clock in the night after running for the entire day. No, oh, it's Could you do that? Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Loved it. Um, it's great. Like, whoa, uh, so you run out at seven o'clock in the morning, back in the night. Holy yeah. moly! And would you eat during the day? Oh yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't not eat. You know. Um, but like you do nah, maybe that's probably a bit yeah but I suppose by the time you go and you get set you'd be running for 10 hours like but like some beautiful places around the mountains to be running like you know mm. um, and you'd be running through trails and sometimes you're you're running nearly at like a walking pace a hiking pace so it's not as if you're sprinting mm. for that long but I love doing it and I'm not doing it now at the minute so I always say to, to, to me the lads on the programme my goal is when I get the programme to where I want to be to where I want it to be I'm going to take Fridays off so we do a session on a Thursday evening, it's like half nine till about. Sometimes it goes to half eleven, sometimes even longer, you know. Mm. And my plan is if I can get that to be my last um, piece of business for the week, go out Friday and then I'll jump on and do a bit of work on a Saturday. But that's my last kind of structured piece um, and go out all day Friday, that'll be success mm. to me, you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's mad that like, you know, the more that I'm just making a bit of progress, I just like basic things, just like running and... Oh yeah, hung two board feeders in the new house, and I'm just looking at all the finches eating the seed. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> Seeing a fox today, I thought it was amazing. Like you know, just silly little things like that. I'm just, I don't know. I think I'm a hippie deep down. You know? <laughs> you're becoming. You're yeah. a, you're a you're vegetarian or vegan. Uh, I just don't eat meat. Mm. Yeah. No, look, I, I, I was, I was a vegan for ages, but I don't even use that word no more because people like you kind of paint yourself into a corner. You know, I don't eat meat and I don't eat dairy. That's mm. really it. But uh, well I'll tell you, if people wanted a life hack. Knock the meat on the head, man. Like, it's, it's a yeah. game changer. There's a good couple of sides of the story. The reason why I would do it is not yeah. to eat the meat from the shop. 
I would I would have yeah. a problem with that. I yeah. wouldn't have any problem with eating meat that was you know naturally. Let's say yeah, something someone that don't shot it. Something yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm even going as far as going to a join a, a place like that. You know, to a what? Sorry, do, do a bit of hunting. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I sh- the meat from the shop is something completely because I I used to work on places that you know produce all that stuff. And oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, and the 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 the, the problem is the f- the food that they feed it with. You know, there's yeah. so many chemicals, so it doesn't go off and. Yeah. You know, the guy I was talking to, actually last week, he said he wonders how come we, we don't glow in the dark with all the chemicals <laughs> we eat in this stuff. Yeah, know? yeah, he's right, yeah. Whereas, like, <laughs> like I, I've always said this, like, that I, I, I should probably, like, write a book called Caveman Economics. Caveman um, Economics? Yeah. Sounds, sounds catchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should probably boil the domain now today, but the Caveman Economics, right? Because I just, I actually view myself as a caveman. Like, if, Good. Like if you ask me to be somewhere... I'm going to be there. Mm. I'm not going to say this and that. You know, if you ask me to do something, it's going to get done, you know. And, you know, back in the day, we were out there, you know, chasing, bleeding wild pigs with sharpened sticks, you know, to feed the family. Nowadays, we're using iPhones and Wi-Fi and stuff like that. But I just think it's just keep it very, very basic. And uh, like some of the food that's highly processed, like I just, I, I don't eat any processed food at all. Right. You know? Anything that comes from a packet. And when I say that to people, so what do you eat yeah. then? You know, they don't understand. Well, anything that comes from a packet and it's pre-made, it's no just, good. Yeah, yeah, just just be careful. Now, the thing for me, like sugar is my fucking downfall, like, you know. Yeah. Um, Like, uh, if I just have a bit of sugar, like if I went into my house and, and I ate uh, a biscuit, I would eat the entire packet. Oh, yeah. And then, that. and like, <laughs> like Linda's a, Fucking weirdo, like she'll buy like a bar of chocolate and she'll have one square every day with her tea in the morning. I'm like, you can't leave a half eaten bar of chocolate there, I'll just eat it, you know. So I would go for like months and months without having any of that, and then mm. I know if I just eat one piece of it, yeah. that's it, the floodgates are open. Yeah. So I'd, I'd have that when I have an odd smoke. I don't smoke weed, yeah. but I smoke it once in three months or something when I'm, uh, you know, with some friends or something. That's when it yeah. happens. You get the munchies, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just, it's, it's sugar is, sugar really is the enemy. Like. Yeah, Grant said it on his podcast, uh, on his one of his videos, that uh, he doesn't drink a lot of alcohol because of the fact that there's sugar in it. So he would be even going that far. Right. Yeah, that's a fair point. Like, yeah, mm. yeah, I suppose I had a couple of Heineken Zeros the weekend. It's probably sugar in that, you know. Um, I have to be careful of that. But I, I can feel it. Like, if I if I eat something that has sugar in it, I can feel it, like, craving to, like, eat more, you know. Mm. Like, that's that's not good, you know. Mm. And then when you when you don't, like, the amount of vegetables that I eat is absolutely, like, ridiculous. Like, it's, it's crazy. Like, I'd be eating, like, a half a kilo of vegetables most days, like, really? because I'd eat a plate of, of dinner and uh, sure be gone, I'd be starving. Like I go to my mom's for dinner every Monday, so she'll have three plates of dinner made for me. Today. Oh no way! Yeah, and I'll eat most of them. Like how long? Um, how long have I been doing this? Ah, oh, about five or six years now. But it was a kind of a gradual process. What happened was, um, oh yeah, I, I purely remember. Right, I opened the microwave one morning, and there was a curry in it from the night before, a beef curry. Right. Okay. Right, and you know what? You'd eat it the next day, and all it's grand. But when I seen how the beef looked, twelve hours after it was at the bin dished out I'm like that's shit going in my body so that's it I just stopped eating um, meat then and I'd only eat chicken and then I'd be eating like dozens of chicken fillets per week you know and uh, and then I realised nah that's not good so then I was just eating fish and I just kind of reduced them and then I remember when I stopped drinking milk I just felt better so I just kind of slowly mm. start cutting these things out you know and um, and how just, come you stopped drinking milk just, I actually seen a video saying milk is designed to turn like a 
I 20 kilo cow into a, like a 100 kilo cow in three months it's not designed yeah no that. no no it's, and it's not, like, you know, I, I totally like, agree with that yeah. you know I always do be thinking about the first guy who came up with drinking milk what, <laughs> the, what the fuck was he thinking he I mean, was a wacko I wouldn't trust a, him I wouldn't trust him around my dog I would listen to him I wouldn't have him on my podcast yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's probably sort of the guy that says you can't make 500 a day yeah, yeah. up in the comments on Joe Doyle's page yeah but you see that stuff but like like I'm I'm I'm, I'm a student of this stuff. Like, you see the stuff that's in that book. If you are working in construction and you're not making 100 grand a year, I am an absolute expert at it. I can tell you anything you need to know. But everything else, I'm just a student of it. Mm. You know, like, the likes that I'm trying. So, you know, uh, my buddy that works with me, Alan, like, he's very clued in guy. He's like, Joe, you want to watch that diet? He says, it's not right. You're you're like, you're like lacking some protein big time there. And he's like, want to check that well, out. So, well, why would you assume that you're looking at your fitness? Yeah, no, I feel good. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm fit. Like, um, But he's just like, just for the recommended daily amount of protein, you're not eating. I'm like, okay, fair enough. So then I'm like, right, how can I fix this? So I start eating tuna again, um, which was grand. But then I realised, like, you can actually buy, like, tins of beans, like, not baked beans, but tins yeah. of butter beans, kidney beans, yeah. chickpeas, loads of plant-based protein in them. I know it'll be just milling them and they're like, top class you know so you're always kind of mm. stuff that makes you feel better mm. that's you know, it's mm. no point me getting to 100 million and dying the next day no, is that no, I want to live as long as possible and the funny thing is that you know the, the, the more you look into people who are making the money what are they always talking about it's always health, health. it's yeah. health and that's something I'm looking into this year now as well that's why I'm after cutting out the whiskey I used to bring people here and I used to have another whiskey with them <laughs> and then, now I'm just sticking to red wine you know get, get checked once, I, once in six months as well because you don't know what the hell is going on there everything might yeah. be looking fresh as a daisy and you know yeah, I, I went to this uh, clinic, um, Dr. Samuel Malahoy. You should go to him. I always mention him on my videos a few times. Um, he does this preventative medicine. So he went out, takes your blood, gallons of blood, sends it off, tests it for everything. You get this big report back and you go back and you review all these different things. And he was saying that I was low on testosterone and I had to take testosterone for four months, you know, so like you're, you're jabbing yourself with testosterone. Did you do that? Yeah, yeah. I'm and actually in process of starting it now, TRT, uh, testosterone replacement therapy. Yeah, now he calls it TOT, testosterone optimization therapy. Oh, okay. Because so he says the bodybuilders are replacing it because they're whacking it over. Yeah. But he says just optimizing, and he says do that for four months, do another blood test and see where it goes. And he told me that like what the, the mistake I made when I went to him was he like I should have done it on Zoom so I had to record and watch again but he he blew me away um that there's markers in my blood to say that I could uh, develop diabetes or develop um high cholesterol later on because it's genetic and he said only because of the type of diet that I have I hasn't raised so he said like I would have been I'd be in a high cholesterol range now. Um, no way. And you can yeah. see all that? But like, in advance, he's like 10 years, 20 years down the line. Like, so What's his name? His Dr. Sam and Malahoy. I'll give you his number. He's a legend. He is. He's killed out. Um, Nuacell is the name of the clinic. N-U-R-C-E-L-L. Actually, and anybody that's listening to this, I'd recommend to because it's preventative, you know? Mm. So I went out on the second blood test and now I have to go and get the review with him. But I'll do it like... It's obviously better to talk to the doctor face to face, but mm. this time I'll do it on Zoom so that I can just go back and watch it. Because mm. like, I was, I was like literally blown away. Yeah, so many, info, I, so much information. Oh, I couldn't take it on board. Like, and then he gives you the report. Sure, how could I make sense of a medical <laughs> report? But like, it's super important, you know. Um, like I'm, I'm 38 now, so you know my 20s are done, my 30s are already done, and I'm approaching my 40s, feeling like, 
right, you done a good job looking after the body mm. in the earlier years. You know, of course, you're out partying and like the maggot and mm. all that sort of stuff. Mm. And you can get on with it. Mm. But, you know, when you have a few beers and you're feeling it for two days, that's your body saying, knock this on the head. <laughs> that's what's happening to me. Now. Yeah. It's not, as, it's not as, you know, as, as it was. I remember my father used to say to me, wait till you hit your 30s, wait till you hit your 40s. Yeah. I, I didn't understand it, but now I get it. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Like Christmas, right? So Christmas... Um, it was a mad time because we had the new house we had the Christmas dinner in the old house and we invited all the family over to the new house so like it was mad we had to sort out different things and everybody always comes to our house for Christmas dinner anyway so it was a busy day and my aunt was in hospital so I wanted to go and see her and you know just doing a lot of different things and I didn't have any drink and I had a drink at about 8 o'clock on Christmas and I went to put the baby to bed at half 12 and I was well on at this stage I was like, oh, just getting in there so I just jumped in the bed beside her the next morning, I was dying. I what was like, did you have? Oh, loads of crap, like whatever was there. Um, like loads of drinks or one drink? Oh, no, loads of drinks, yeah. just Like I was, I was not not as much as you would expect. I can't picture you on the drink. I don't know why. Oh, man, I'm a different man on drink. I'm a bleeding nuisance. You, you have know? to have a few yeah. drinks with me one day. That's why oh. I wanted to get <laughs> and, and you know what? Now, I was trying to get Joe drunk on this podcast. He kind of refused. Yeah, everybody that uh, everybody that knows me from work seems to want to get me drunk, to be honest, you know? Yeah. Uh, but the thing was... <laughs> Start drinking at 8 o'clock, half 12 was in bed. So I got four and a half hours out of it. Of that, I would have been still sober for the first hour. You know, spent three and a half hours. And the next day, I was dying. I'm like, nah, fuck no. this. Like, it's just not, you know. Because it's your Sunday gone. You can't do anything on Sunday. Yeah. And then to me, I don't know, you probably spend it with your family. Oh, to me, Sunday is the best day for work. Oh, yeah, catch it, catch up. Oh, like, because yeah. nobody rings your phone. There's nobody fucking annoying you. Nobody walks in, nobody walks out. I can mm. actually get three days of work on Sunday. Yeah, Three like, days in one, I, day. I, I, one of the things I love doing is throwing a bit of throwing a bit of uh, flack out there on the bank holiday. You don't work <laughs> in a bank holiday. You don't work in a bank out there. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if there's anybody out there, right? This is what I would say, and they're serious about, you know, if, if they class themselves as a serious entrepreneur, right? Just try this. The next time's a bank holiday, walk on the Saturday and walk on the Monday, and wait to see how good you feel on a Tuesday at the end of the day. When everybody else is back in and they're they're after having a shit Tuesday because they've been just either not walking or just off acting the maggot for the weekend. If you walk on a Saturday and you walk on a Monday, that gratification that you get on the Sunday, just push it out to the Tuesday afternoon. You you feel buzzing mm. because you're you're a week ahead of everybody else. Yeah, well, but but they want if they don't have the goals. You feel buzzing because you're working with your dream. But if people have no fucking goals or dreams, that's the problem. People lack goals and lack dreams. You know, so that's your job. Work. You're coming in now. Make sure they have a dream. Yeah? <laughs> Just get on with it. Like, yeah, yeah get, get the dream. Get the plan. You know. Get. I I think that like some people just don't believe that things are possible they just yeah. think that stuff is is beyond yeah like every single person like are you are you trying to say to me right like every single person who writes a smart comment on my page are you trying to say they wouldn't swap their position for mine mm. they'd swap it like a happy like mm. i'm not saying like they swap their family like but they'd swap their position the work they do for the work mm. i do the rewards i get for the rewards they get absolutely mm. million percent like mm. you know um so uh, that's that's the biggest problem. That's the biggest problem because people think that it's so far beyond, you know. But that's what, one of the reasons why I started this podcast is to show that it is possible. Like a bloody foreigner with no fucking English can come over here yeah. and do things, and you think you can't? Shut up! Shut yeah, up. since you started, I only have the second worst accent on social media now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> people give me so much stick for my accent. I yeah. swear to God. Oh, it's funny. Today I made this video in, in the house, and uh, I, t- I, t- I think 
<laughs> I think they were actually genuine. I was sitting in the garden and uh, there's just like, it's like a little alcove and uh, I was just sitting there and I had my hood up and all and I was just talking about something and um, someone said, are you homeless? Are you sitting under a bridge? And I was like, yeah, I'm sitting under my fucking bridge, you know? <laughs> and uh, But like, I think they were genuinely serious about it, you know? Um, but I know that be- I know that people sometimes struggle when they first see me to take me serious because I don't dress the way they would expect someone to dress. I don't sound the way they expect someone to sound that's doing what I'm doing. Mm. But then if they listen to what I'm talking about, they're like, wow, there's a bit of, there's a bit of substance mm. in this. Like, it's because like, what, I'm, what I'm saying is what I'm doing. Like, it's... Mm. And Same yeah, and and it's on point. Like fucking, when I read this book, there was not one chat, one fucking thing that I didn't disagree did, that, that I didn't agree with. Everything is exactly on point the way it should be in this book, you know. Yeah, and even when we got the book out, like it took ages to get it edited and re-edited and all that. And then I flicked through it and I seen like a lot of typos and all that. I was like, see that book? Fuck it, it's just getting solved now as is. I'm not putting them in the bin to get them mm. done. So we just fixed the typos on the next one. But nobody actually. Uh, Nobody actually slated us. I didn't. Do you know what the funny thing was? Oh, this is the funniest thing about this Actually, here's what we do. If if somebody reads the book (laughs) and they find a typo, I'll give you a free copy of the new book without a typo, yeah? (laughs) Okay, that's an actual deal. But you know what was the funniest thing about reading this book? And Joe, this is serious. I fucking heard your voice as I was reading it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I heard your voice. It was like you read it to me. (laughs) <laughs> that yeah. was funny because I know you so well from Instagram and Facebook, yeah. you know. So when I was reading it, it was like you were reading it to me. It, it was in your own voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lads do say that to me all the time. It's like, Joe, I, I was I was building up the corner, the extension there the other day, and uh, I was doing this, and someone asked me to do something. I was like, What would Joe Doyle say to you now for yeah. doing that? You know, it's just and and it's great that like I'm in people so many people's heads. Oh, that's actually good. That's actually so good. Having a person who you can say that because I was actually going to record a special episode about it. Having mentors who you can say that. I have yeah. multiple ones. You know, what I mean, every time yeah. I'm in the gym, I say, right, what would this guy do now? Every time I'm in a business position, I would say, right, what would this guy do now? Yeah. Having those people in your life is important. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, because especially if your circle of your friends is just. You know, I mean, some random people, you know. Yeah, if they're not, if they're not business owners, like it's. Uh, you need to have those people, yeah. so that's why I say you should follow guys like that, even if you don't have them around you. Read about them. Read but biographies. See, you can get them around you. You can get them around you on Audible. You can get them around you on YouTube. Yeah. You know, you can get them around you. On, By the way, this the book. book is on Audible. You can listen to it. You don't have to yeah, read yeah. it anymore. Yeah, yeah, reading is out with the Indians now. Oh, look, I, I force myself to do 20 pages uh, now, now and then, you know, but yeah, listening yeah. yeah, listening is the way to go forward because, uh, look. Yeah, like what I found, I'm, I'm big into my history, like into Irish history, and um, what I found is that when I'm reading an actual physical book, I like to read something on history, and this was a little bit of a chill time. Mm-hmm. But when I'm reading to learn or if I'm reading in work, the work mode, I just go for a run because my mind does be racing all the time, like, and when I'm running, it kind of calms it down so I can kind of take it in, like, you know. And could you listen to audiobook when you're running? No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you All could, the time, yeah. yeah. yeah the I problem could. is, like, it's it's not, um, sometimes you have to listen to it a few times. Oh, of course. See that, see that one there, Chris Voss, like, that's never split the difference. Like, that's a great book. I've mm. listened to that, like, mm. a thousand times. Well, not a thousand, but, like, no, so some times. books have to be run. Some of the Brian Tracy's books I know by heart. You could tell me what chapter, what's what, and I tell yeah. you what's, what's in there. That's That's... Brilliant, yeah. That, that, that's what that's you have to. <laughs> that's eat the frog, is it? Like oh, that one as well. Yeah. I want to get a tattoo of that frog. By the way, that <laughs> that book changed my life. That was one of the first ones I ever. Yeah, came yeah, across. get get a tattoo of like you know two frogs legs and the rest of it already. Yeah, maybe I'll get that in a hundred million on an eight. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> do it in my studio. I opened my own studio. Oh yeah, city, yeah, yeah. <laughs> seeing that. Um, like it's it's a mad thing that I, I think about all the time. Right, is that I like books have an impact on me just by their title. Mm. Yeah, so I've never so split r- the what, difference. What do you mean? Let me just get a drink here. 
So, oh, second air. So, excuse me. See, that will never split the difference. I'd have, like, I'd always split the difference with people. Yeah, yeah, just get the fucking thing done, you know? And then when I'm saying that, I'm like, oh, right, that's interesting. But, like, not even so much that one. Like, um, Grand Cardone's Sell or Be Sold. Oh, I love right. that one as well. Perfect. I actually have that on repeat on my Audible oh, in the car. Man, listen to that so many times, right? You know, everything you want in life is a sale. Mm. Now, what is it? Um, you can get, what is it? Everything you want in life is a commission. Actually, have you got the book there, have you? Flick it back. Somebody. Uh, I gave it to somebody. Yeah, I, I give my books away. Yeah, I actually gave it away. I don't even have a copy now. I bought about 10 copies and I gave them all away. Mm. But um, everything in life is a sale and everything you want is a commission, right? So sell or be sold. So you have to be constantly selling yourself all the time. So it's not as if like you're not in work mode and it's not, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, but the antenna is up all the time, you know. So that was the first one for me, sell or be sold. And then the second one then, which the title had an impact was... Um, Obsessed. Be obsessed or be average. Yeah. Like, I was like, anybody just listen to me for five minutes, sense. they know that I'm a bit obsessed about yeah. certain things. You have so. to develop a healthy obsession about your work, and that's what it is. Like yeah. people, when they see you in work on Sunday, you're not fucking cuckoo. You're just obsessed about your journey. Yeah, yeah. And you're not gonna succeed it well if you're not obsessed about it. And that is a fucking great yeah. book. Every yeah. man, by the way, if they want to be a proper man, should read that book. Yeah, yeah. Be obsessed or be average, and then extreme ownership. Have you read that one? You put me onto that, and I'm, good, I'm on. Yeah. A, I actually started it again recently, but yeah. I only got to half of it. Yeah. So even if you think about it, like if you if you go on this little learning journey, right? So you need to sell or be sold. So if you're not ready to sell at any minute at the time of the day, someone's gonna sell you, and then you need to be obsessed, or you will be average. But then you need to take extreme ownership, and just taking those three titles and laying them on top of each other mm. that gives you a good foundation like a good recipe, for life. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, and uh, and then obviously you've got Think and Grow Rich mm. on top of that. Yeah, but like people say you need a lot of books, but those three would be probably if everybody read those three books, the world would be completely yeah. different, wouldn't it? I, I don't I don't read that many books to be honest. Like, yeah. but, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, those yeah. three are probably the holy grail, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Like the, I've like any book that I've read, I've read it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Like Think and Grow Rich is obviously it's it's the most science one, but kind of wrecks my head when I'm listening to it. Like it goes a little bit off towards the end, like. Um, it's, I it's, it's also recorded out. in all their language, isn't it? Like to yeah. me, like I'm a foreigner. My this is not my native language. So yeah. that is, I'm okay talking with you here because this is the English that I know. But that yeah. English is a little bit different to me, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just like it's like it's a book everybody should know inside out. But just just the concept of think and grow rich, you know, that's the that's that's the gig. But that, it's the the title kind of catches me, um, and. Uh, I, I just that's like yeah I'm, I'm I'm in on that then once I have the title I'm like right mm. you know I've got it mm. um, Mel Robbins five second rule boom mm. perfect you mm. know um, just stuff like that just, just sticks mm. with me you know I remember when I started coming across all those books and all these techniques in them you know I came yeah. about the affirmations you know Tony Robbins was oh, saying yeah. you know fake it till you make it and all that and I remember I started to tell myself that I'm the best you know what I mean every fucking oh, yeah. day I'd be telling myself and I do it till today that's why <laughs> everything I fucking do I just do it better than somebody who's teaching me after a few weeks you know what I mean yeah, yeah. it works people say it yeah. doesn't work because they do it for a week or two but if you do it for so many years you just become the really? fucking best you yeah know I mean? maybe Yeah. well your version of the best so it- yeah, yeah, look, whatever your version of the best is. That's you know what I'm saying, mean? yeah. yeah. And I will never forget, I started saying that when I was still working for somebody, right? All and right. there was a carpenter on site, and he was like, Lucas, well, well, I, I don't know how the conversation started, but I said, I'm the best. You know what yeah, I mean? I said yeah. it out loud this time. And he fucking looked at me and said, well, the best at what? Because <laughs> I was just laboring there back yeah. then, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, like, when, when I go to do something, I want to be the best. Yeah. You know, um, 
I want to like be the best parent. I mm. want to be the best employer. I want to be the best parent. I want to mm. be, I want to be the best son, the best brother. You know, and that's my version of that. Like, mm. what's the point in doing it if you, mm. if you're not? You know, like I, I genuinely don't think any of my staff would get mm. a better employer. Mm. I tell Linda all the time she wouldn't get a better fella. You know? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to think that you know my my children could get a better dad. You know, mm. I wouldn't like to think that my mother could get a better son or mm. my sister could get a better brother. Mm. You know, like. We've all got different roles to. Well, how do we spark that into people? Do you know what I mean, because we're living like the, we went to just we just went through an epidemic, right? But the real epidemic we're living in is a fucking epidemic of average. That's the epidemic yeah, I see yeah, everywhere yeah. I look. Every, people just think it's okay to be average. It's yeah. an epidemic, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Well, you see, actually, there's some. How do you give that the spark, right? So, if you were to say to me, what's the one thing to stick out to you from? think and grow rich right and mm-hmm. this goes in my does it one of the chapters it starts off there is no cure for a lack of desire so basically think and grow rich is telling you that you can do whatever you want you can achieve whatever you want but there's no cure for a lack of desire so if you don't have that desire it ain't gonna happen nobody can teach you nobody can force yeah, you yeah and like like i see that with people like so um like for example like my desire to grow and succeed purely comes from like a fear of poverty like i know what it's like to to grow up and have nothing, you know. Um, so, like, so, 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 like, exactly what yeah, like, and like, not to, to slight me down, not like that, like, because he's cool, like, a grown great. Oh, yeah. Like, so when I was growing up, like, my dad was on the scene, and um, like, he was a builder, but he was like a horrendous businessman, horrendous. Like, so he would have money, and then there would be weeks when he would have nothing, you know, and you literally you'd open the fridge and there'd be no shopping there, you know. I'm like, oh, you know, but I sure as a kid, I knew nothing more, and then you, you, you see the contrast between having. And not having, and I'm like, right, when I grow up, that's never going to happen in my life. You know, it's never going to happen to m- in my family's life. And you do everything to get mm-hmm. away from that. And then I see people that have grown up without having ever experienced any lack in their life. And they pursue wealth purely to get closer to wealth. And I believe that the people that are most likely to succeed are the ones who are doing it to escape poverty. But those who make the most money are the ones who don't know lack. Mm. And they've they've no they're just room for it. They don't care about failure because they've not really experienced it, mm. you know. Um, and it's a, I I know a few people that are like that, and they're like serious risk takers because they've never actually experienced that. And for me, I wouldn't take that risk because I'm like I'm not fucking going back there, you know. Just like everything is calculated. Even me being here today, this is a risk. I'm risking, you know, two or three hours of my time, and I'm not getting paid. I'm like, oh, this is not something that I do all the time. People message me every single day. Can I meet you for lunch? Can I meet you for coffee? I'm like, you know, how many lunches can I have in a day? I don't drink tea. I don't drink coffee, you know. But people just want to see it. And, you know, really what they're trying to do is they're trying to get, like, a, some some of your time to learn. That's fine, no problem. But if I don't see um, a return on that, I won't do it, you know. Ah, of course, you know. Then you should probably divert them to your business course, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, like, we'll, like, we'll talk to them one way or other. Like, we'll connect them with something or we'll get them onto the book or whatever, you know. Mm. Um or you might just jump in the car with them for a few minutes, but it's uh, it's it's for me like you know the goal is the most important thing because if I'm not working towards the goal, I'd rather just sit at home in my shorts with my baby climbing mm. all over me. You know mm. that's the, the, that's the definition of happiness. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, absolutely. Like, How know? many copies of this have you sold so far? Um, you, do, do you have it in the builders providers? The last time I was no, looking I, at your stuff, you I wanted look, to get I, it. I put it into a few of them. Um, and I just didn't follow up then because I just got completely consumed. So really, what I need to do is I need to hire someone and just get them Self to get yeah. them in. Whenever you get it, I'd put it on the shelf. Yeah, I should get them to um to put them in all the time. So what's a great thing about the book is every day we sell about 
you know, anywhere between one and five copies. Oh, really? That's yeah, good. yeah, yeah, it's good. For yeah. Irish markets, that's fucking good. Yeah, yeah. No, like, you know, you might go for a week, you know, you sell one each day for a week, but one third of the people who've bought the book come and do a program with us, oh, which is great, you know. Mm-hmm. So let me work with the numbers on that then. Is that between one and five? So let's say you do, no, you know what? I'd say that's a bit high. You wouldn't do one to five. I'd say you do about, <coughs> say you do 50 copies in the month, and then a third of them would. We'll come and do some for the business with us. Mm. Yeah, that's about right. I know people say, who's fucking saying that? You know, how you saying that with numbers when you're recording? Because yeah. they're saying on the fly. So oh, these fucking experts will be in the comments <laughs> with the calculator. Yeah. He the, said the, this. The one. main thing is a third of the people who buy the book come and spend more money with us. Mm. And that's a big chunk. So I'm I'm really happy with that, mm. you know. And that's the that's the good thing, you know. Mm. Well done. I'm going to smash it on the Audible as well. Yeah, the order was good. It was actually took a bit of time to get it. And is it your voice? Did you do yeah, it? Yeah, I done it. Yeah, oh, in the no. studio and all. Like, it took a long time to record it and get it done. And now I haven't listened to it. I can't listen. It's actually a weird thing going to sleep listening to you, the voice <laughs> inside your head and the voice coming in is your voice as well, you know. Mm. Um, but uh, now look, it's it's good. Like people have asked, been asking for Audible all the time. I purposely didn't bring the Audible out so that I'd get people to buy the book first, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, it took a lot longer to get the Audible out than than uh, what it is. Look, the mistake I made with that book is we done everything ourselves. You know, every piece of that we done myself and the team in house. I should have just hired someone just to do it. Oh really? Yeah, it just took up way too much time, like way, way too much time. You wouldn't be you'd be surprised like the amount of times. Like Jane in the office read that about ten times, like Oh no. Way. She done the proofreading on it. Hmm. And then we sent it to her. I give you a laugh, right? Um do you ever use Fiverr? The website no, Fiverr? every day. Right. <laughs> the for the like I'd be a little bit skeptical of Fiverr at the start, right? And the only time I ever had a problem on Fiverr was we got uh, a guy to proofread the book and he was an Irish guy and he made a balls of it. Oh, and no like, the, an Irish guy. And like people wouldn't use Fiverr because there's people all over the country and, or all over the world. Like, ah, I don't know. The only problem we had was a guy from somewhere in the city centre. I was like, I don't blame, believe that. What's the chance of that, you know? <laughs> so we gave him the book, he was meant to that and he just... So basically he was meant to, to proofread it and tidy up all the graphics and... Uh, he sent it back and Alan was reading it and Alan, the obviously, is a perfectionist. He's like, first 10 page, you know, it's a couple of typos. Like, look, we can't do this. I'm not dealing with him. He's gone. I was like, okay, no, butter. So we got someone else. <laughs> what a nerd on you, Yeah, exactly. And uh, I was at that point, I'm like, listen, fix them typos you noticed and it's going to print. End of story. We'll we'll fix it on the next one. So I was waiting for a few people to slate us a few typos and all that. But no, no, no. Ah, look, you know, you focus on the knowledge, you know. That's what I say about books and about people as well. Because, you know, some sometimes people call the grudge against somebody because of their accent or the visual appearance. And what I always say to people, you know, personal growth should be like Chinese buffet. You go in there and you take what you want. Not fucking everything. You don't need the yeah. frogs and shit, you know. Yeah, like the thing is... Um, like there's a there's a terrible thing in 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 the world at the minute that if if someone says something that you don't like, if somebody says something that they don't like, they have to dismiss every single thing else that you say. Like some of the stuff, like I do follow people online, and some of the stuff they say, I just don't agree with. Like it doesn't mean I don't like them. Yeah. You know, I like look at Donald Trump. It's yeah. a legend he is. He says yeah. some mad stuff. Like, yeah. um, it's happening to Elon Musk now. Did you are you aware of that? Because of because of the fact that he bought Twitter, all the Teslas are uh, dropping in price and all that. People are really them. Yeah, yeah. no way. Yeah, and Jeez. he did it to save the world. Like I fucking love that guy with all my heart, Elon. You know, he yeah. he only bought Twitter to uh, you know for the free speech. Free speech. And shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah, absolutely. But you see, like, who's the sort of guy that drives an electric car? The guy that wants to save the earth, which is That's more, normally Musk. normally like a. 
a left wing guy that doesn't like you know they they all want free speech providing free speech is mm. on their terms like mm. it's 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 alarming what's out there and like it is alarming and I'm just trying to shut it out because I'm I'm not going to be able to do anything about it mm. myself and I'd rather just put my energy into my own business mm. um but that's shocking stuff but yeah Elon's an animal like seven and a half thousand people in Twitter boom get rid of two and a half of them <laughs> the other two and a half those two and a half took another two and a half so they're down the one third of the workforce. And he's shaking things up. Like, I would trust anything. that Like, if you look at it, like, pe- people don't trust Bill Gates. He's trying to end world hunger and all this sort of stuff because he's trying to eradicate population control. He's trying to eradicate people. And, and then Elon's trying to put chips in everybody's brain. Like, yeah, Elon's a legend. Like, you know, I think, okay, mm. we trust him with a chip in the brain, you know. Did you get yeah, me to go for that? I get you exactly. And I had a bit of a conspiracy about it as well because I was thinking, what the hell is going on? But there's a different types of chip. Apparently, the chip that he's put, well, I suppose it'll have all functions, you know, but they, yeah. they're starting it, they're marketing it, they're marketing it in a way that it's going to, let's say, fix your spine, fix your eyes, yeah. stuff like that. You know what I mean? I wouldn't get that chip myself now, you know? No, you wouldn't now, but like when it's 10 years down the line. Yeah, you know what they're saying is that if you get it, you'll be a millionaire in a couple of minutes because you'll have instant in the access to yeah. internet. You can ask, you know, it's just yeah, it's actually in in imaginable. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever see that pro that film Limitless? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, give me as much of that shit <laughs> as you got, man. I'm all over it. You know, <laughs> um, I remember watching that video. I was like, imagine if that really existed. You know, mm. uh, but that's what's happening. It was just like so, the one thing for sure is we're living in exciting times. Yeah. So who knows what's going to happen next? I believe you know? the artificial intelligence is going to take over in the next couple of years. I believe there will be robots who will be better looking than humans and will be make you fall in love with them. You know, based on oh yeah, look, AI yeah, will be yeah. able to scan conversations for the past ten years and will be able to tell you what you want. Like, They'll yeah. be able to make robots fucking very physically attractive, I bet you. you know? they're, they're already talking about yeah, all yeah. this. So they have them in China. Do they, yeah? Yeah, yeah. they're not talking well, well, human th- yet. This is, this is what I think, right? They'll bring in the AI and they will replace you know, more and more automation in, in manufacturing, different places like that. But people will still crave the personality, the human touch. And that's why like building the personal brand, I think, is is super important. Alex Hormozzi said that uh, it might not be the case because they'll be able to build influencers. They'll be AI, the AI will be able to be an influencer. That's wow. what Alex is reckoned. I've, re- yeah. I've seen his movie there on YouTube and he's going for about an hour about the AI yeah. and the dangers of it, you know, like yeah. even in the dating world. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the, f- the thing is that they can scan a couple of years back and take the most attractive yeah. answers and, you know, and, you know, it'll be crazy, yeah, you know? maybe, yeah. Who knows, yeah. Yeah, like, for me, like, like the the people who follow me are, like, you know, 30 to 50-year-old tradesmen that's slogging away. And I think they just, I think they like a bit of normality that they see with me and they also see some of the things I'm doing and they see Jesus they could do that as well you know mm-hmm. and plus then um, the knowledge that they get as well so that's my kind of I suppose yeah robot people. couldn't replicate that yeah that's <laughs> what I'm thinking you know like um, but may- maybe maybe they could but, but look would you would you employ a robot because I tell you if robot absolutely a if, million percent yes if robot cost me 30 grand and I yeah. spread the payments over 5 years yeah. and it cost me 500 quid a month and that robot yeah. is not going to call in to come on date yeah, yeah. he's not going to tell me that he's got needs to sue me now because he tripped over his fucking shoelaces yeah, you know, and yeah. stuff like that happens all the time there's a mad thing I seen before it was a program where you could hear this uh you could hear this robot and he done all the domestic chores, you know? Oh. But uh the uh, what was the gig? But the thing was, um 
like the robot was just a stunning looking board like oh. stunning looking woman you know oh, oh. And then, uh, then the man of the house starts having a few drinks and starts looking at her now she's a robot and like this the robot is recording everything that's happened so she breaks and they bring her to get her fixed and there's a download of all the different things that's going on and they blame it on the sun <laughs> <laughs> and oh. the only the only one that knows that uh, the old lads had to be like the mic with the robot is the sun because uh, he knows it wasn't him, like you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. yeah, but look, who knows? Like the main thing is, you want to be living in interesting times, and we're definitely living in interesting times yeah. now. So we're probably going to get nuked soon. <sighs> that's why I just want to get just a field and a glass house mm. and grow as much of my own food as that mm. as possible. Get a few chickens, go yeah. back to nature. You know, I said that on my TikTok the other day because that's what they reckon. You know, the, the, look, we're not gonna go into the whole war, but I believe yeah. that the Amer- the war is not against Ukraine against Russia. I believe the war is America in the face of Ukraine against Russia. I, that's what I believe. Yeah, yeah. And they're pressuring them. So once Putin is put against the wall, he will use the nukes, and he already announced it. So the the demo they did is if he bounced one of them on the side of Ireland here right. a 500 meter wave is gonna fucking flood Ireland and oh, go really? into the UK yeah and they did the demo on it yeah yeah so like yeah it's because of the UK because like, not too far away yeah probably mm. and they I, I'd say I'd say Korean man will be more likely to fire a nuke than yeah. Putin I'd say so it's the end of the world once a nuke goes the end of the world isn't it yeah yeah fuck that so yeah, need to get one of the one of I'd say 500 meters I'll have to get a house 500 metres up the Wicklow Mountains somewhere. <laughs> yeah. a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. No, yeah. but that, they did a demo and it's scary stuff, you know, but, you know, I try yeah. not to think about that because... Uh, it, it, uh, yeah, but, like, there's always something, like, there's yeah. always something, like, always in the last while, like, yeah. you know, we had, like, since, like, the Twin Towers, then you had, like, the war in Iraq, the war in Afghanistan, yeah. the war in terror. But they never actually things. promoted building uh, bunkers as much as they're doing it now. All the, all Already the, promoting that, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's actually a video, Bill Gates and all them, yeah, you can see it on the, you know, this guy, uh, what's his name? Comedian from the UK with long hair, what's his name? Um, Ah, oh, Russell Brand. Russell Brand, yeah, it's Russell Brand. Yeah. Him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he has some interesting stuff there. He was talking, yeah. he exposes all this stuff, and he was uh, making fun of a, a commercial ad for a bunker, you know? Oh, right, very yeah, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of people getting them. Andrew Tate is getting one built in Poland for f- 5 million. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, t- I just think you need to be position yourself geographically um, in, in a good spot, so probably high ground. Is the problem, isn't it? For a new kid, I don't know. We're Ireland to be just ran over. Yeah, we'll be gone. Sure, there's a bit of snow. Whichever there's a bit of snow, the whole country. Joe, you snow. can laugh all you want, and people will be laughing at this as well. But I have at home six to eight months of food supplies in the gaff. Because, oh, yeah. because after the last winter, do you know what yeah. I said? Ireland only has 30 days of food supply in the shops. Right, yeah, <laughs> so the yeah. fucking snows for two days and constated little down with the, the diggers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember when the, when the lockdown the lockdown force came in I was like alright I was like this is getting serious because I only had to have a brand new baby like just a couple of weeks before and I was like I got a welder's mask I was going around wearing that I went down and I bought loads of canned food loads of pasta right and I still have them in the house now like but I would never eat them like they're just there and I was like they're like in, they're not even in with other food they're in with all the tools in the store room, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. but I think you should be be prepped uh, that stuff doesn't go off by the way you know it might have an end date yeah but there was a thing in poland i tell you this uh so there was a this uh look they were the dodges right and they bought fucking like a couple of truckloads of this meat in right. cans from yeah. somewhere in sweden and they sold it to a government contract oh, to schools no yeah and it was like 30 years out of date <laughs> and did he did and he they got away it was perfect yeah hell, yeah but then they got caught obviously you know yeah but it was perfect 30 years yeah so that's the, See, that's some, some stuff has a date but because of the packaging yeah, 
the 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 minerals in the packaging. Yeah, be, so the but packaging. you're not gonna if it's gonna kill you after five years, you're not gonna care. Are you won't you survive. Once though, yeah. This your blast. Just to survive long enough to get the book out, <laughs> generate the royalties. Yeah, I don't know. Like when I see all the different people talking about about the the lockdowns, where people are locked down and uh in apartments and all that's torture like that's why i was like i want a house with land like and that's why we bought a house with land like so yeah. at least if they're locking us down of, of, i can go out and walk yeah. around like, well, you nobody know? actually locked us down in ireland but in the in china they're actually locking people down yeah big time yeah, yeah was, fucking uh, bo- <laughs> doors bolted and everything there was um there, there was something going around i was i was in spain a while ago and uh there was a chap there he lived there he's an Irish fella lived there and he was telling a story about other people he knew and uh, you're only out, only allowed outside your apartment to walk your dog. And uh, those fella walking around, he was renting his dog out and he was giving the dog to people. The dog had the legs walked on, you know. And another fella, had, uh, another fella had a bag of shopping with now like two baguettes in it. And he had the same bag of shopping just because you know you're allowed out to the shop. And he was just walking around with the bag of shopping. And the copper seen him one day and took the bread now. Like, listen, get back in. You know? it's mad stuff. It's a mad. Like, they must have read your book. <laughs> maybe yeah but that's thinking outside the box and I remember one day just walking down the road in, in Spain like with no mask on because I always wouldn't wear a mask like, and uh, I was like these cops don't, don't say anything to me now and I'm walking down and I was like oh, I'm kind of looking like, it's like as if you're about to do something wrong because like, I'm just walking down the road like you know it's just mad stuff but that's just mad that we just gone through that isn't it and now yeah. they've they not, look I don't, maybe look, we shouldn't look, even I, talk about I, it look, I, I'm just surprised that everybody just thinks it was all good and it's okay nobody questions anything they'd still keep watching TV that's what fucking shocks me it shows the stupidity of people do you know what I mean it shows yeah. the level of ignorance and stupidity do you know what I mean you can fucking force something down somebody's throat and they're fine yeah. a year I, I later just, they forgot I just leave people I don't, I don't really pay too much attention like people mm. who message me and they say all sorts of stuff and I'm like yeah yeah whatever mm. unless they actually like I don't believe that anybody is ever going to do anything they say I don't believe that anybody's ever going to follow through on anything they say until I see them doing it you know I was just doing a bit of business there a while ago and uh, one of the people was doing the business like why are you like so negative about this like I'm not negative I just don't think it's going to happen until it happens and they're like well if you don't think it's going to happen what were you referring to what's going to happen well it was a deal I was like like, like, until I get paid it's yeah. not going to happen. So if I sign the contracts, yeah, I'm closer to getting paid. The other side might be locked in, but until that, until my solicitor rings me and says that money's in the account, mm. I don't believe it's it's going to happen. You know, mm. um, and just you see all the people like I, I just wouldn't even. People should people should people should use that when they're starting jobs. You know how many people I know so many builders. Oh yeah, we have that job. We're starting that job. Oh yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. buying tools already because they're going to start some job. Yeah, bollocks. The moment you're starting the job is when the moment you have the fucking. Key. <laughs> in your hand on the first day this is the moment because I've had jobs as well booked in big government contracts and everything yeah. oh yeah boys we have you booked in for next month blah 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 something happens boom you yeah know? Okay, I'll give you I'll give you like a laugh right um, when you're out running all the time and you can be running with the lads you, st- you talk about like the weirdest maddest shit right and I was running up this mountain one day with my buddy's dad it was actually uh, can't think which mountain it was but I'm uh, running up the mountain and he says to me, what songs do you sing when you're running? And I was like, I don't know, sometimes I sing this song or that song. He says, oh, yeah, we sing Kenny Rogers, The Gambler. I was like, what's, what's that? And he's like, um, never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, it's time enough accounting when the dealing's done. I was like, oh, I know the song, but I never listen to the words like that. And I goes, you know, I'm going to have to stop doing that. I says, because the minute I look at selling a place and getting the money, I'm already spending the money elsewhere, mm. you know. So that was going through my head all day. And we're actually out doing a 100K charity run that day. And um, 
we had this deal going on with this chap and uh, Paddy rings me and uh, you know right if you've got like a difficult client or someone that's difficult like playing Joe fucker coming down here now is going to wreck my head because you know someone that's difficult right but if you get a guy that's that's really good to deal with he'll be just in in a, in a good headspace mm-hmm. you'll hold him in a good headspace and uh, so let's just say a man's name is Lucas we're doing this day with and Lucas is a real cool dude to deal with like and uh, Paddy rings me and he goes see that Lucas fucker's at the day and I'm like Lucas fucker what's, what do you mean like, I'm like oh, Luke, yeah what did he do oh he's at the pulling out of the deal I was like don't believe it and I was like I only learned that song yesterday I says I have to stop doing that you know <laughs> and he says well he actually rang me he texted me yesterday but I didn't want to ring you because I didn't want to ruin your run I was like, all right, no, but I was like, what's the chance of that, you know? But um, it was I hear, just... <laughs> when I hear stories like that, I think about the law of attraction. Law of attraction. Oh, you probably yeah. attracted that. Um, <laughs> well, either I attracted it or I knew it was happening. That's the other thing. I think maybe yeah. I just felt that this was happening mm. at that exact moment at the time. So I don't think I'd done anything to uh, create that scenario, but maybe... Yeah, maybe you get a bit of intuition like that. Um, like actually, I said to the Paddy there a while ago. I was like, we need to do a few different things here. I says, have a feeling this guy's gonna start acting the maggot with us, you know? And he's like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. I was like, just I think that's gonna happen there. And uh, basically, you're halfway through a deal, and someone just pulls out of it, you know. And now you get to a point where you can't pull out, and that's fine. But sometimes it takes a long time to get to that point. And uh, about two weeks later, someone tried to pull out the deal. But it wasn't that guy, it was another one. I was like, How we we knew that was gonna go on, you know? And uh, I'm saying to Paddy as well, like, look at we need to go and get all the buildings checked by the fire engineer. I know we got them checked a few years ago, but just get them checked again. I was like, it's just you know, we're we're starting to make good progress here now. The last thing we want is something coming back and catching us with regarding fire eggs. Yeah, no butter. So he goes out and sets up the appointment, then one of the tenant rings he's ringing me, didn't take the call, he's ringing me again. I'm like, why does he keep ringing me so much? Uh, Joe, I have to tell you, there's been a fire at the house. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Now, look, it was no big deal. It was a little small fire at the side of the house. Um, but uh, it's just like, you're, you're, you're not, you, don't, you can't tell the future, but you're just, you're staying tuned in. Where's the risk here? What can mm. go, what what can work well for me? Mm. What can go wrong? And you're trying to identify all the risks at all times. And that's, like, even with what we're doing now at all times in business, like, we've got so many clients, so many tenants, so many people looking to do business with us. And we, we, we make money on all aspects of that. So when somebody new was coming in the door, I'm like, right, is this fella going to wreck my head now? Is this the sort of guy that's going to wreck my head? And if I think he is, you just say no. Even if he's a good fit as a client, but you think he's going to wreck your head, you don't take him in. Some people aren't a good fit for the client, you don't take them in, that's fine. But sometimes you get a guy that is a good fit for the client, and uh, you just think he's going to be a head wrecker, and you just don't take him in, you know? Or especially like if someone's a head wrecker of a tenant or whatever else. Like, I remember a landlord. Oh, no, that's, that's. That goes without saying. Like, yeah. Bite you in the ears. Yeah. So uh, landlord was on to me. He's like, oh, my house had to get wrecked, you know? Somebody was like, oh, no way. He's like, I'm sorry to hear that. He says, the tenant left. Then the tenant's messing me. Hey, Joe, do you have uh, any place to rent? I'm at having to move out my other place. I'm like, nah, you're all right, you know? But just because I knew, you know, you're there on. Yeah, like, you. You know, I've uh, just had a fella move out of the house there the other day and uh, he took a dishwasher with him, which I think was his dishwasher, but I think he got rid of the old one mm-hmm. that was there. So he took the dishwasher in place of the one that was there, but he left, like, literally a shed full of rubbish. I'm like, fucking hell, man. Like, just, people just don't care. Like, and the minute a landlord does something wrong, they're out oh, the state. Oh, on the know. TV and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hang him. <laughs> yeah, you, animal, <laughs> landlords are the, are the devil. Like. Yeah. Have we got a story where a tenant refused to pay rent? How long can they stay in your gaff? That, that, that's actually a big one. I was dealing with somebody yeah. recently and they had a serious problem with the tenant who just decided he's not paying rent. 
Can't See, do fucking nothing. Ah, uh, look, there is certain things you can do, but the the process works out. Look, all my tenants' pay, rent is paid by HAP. Every one of them. Oh. So, like, last Wednesday of the month, cha-ching, money comes in from the government, you know? So I don't need to worry about that. Like, That's probably a good thing. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, a lot of people don't want to take HAP. Well, sorry, hold on, let me say that again. A lot of people say landlords don't want to take HAP, but it just doesn't make sense as to why that would be true. I've never seen it to be true. The money comes in like clockwork last Wednesday of every single month. Mm. And the only difficulty is if the last Wednesday of the month is the 30th or the 31st, the mortgages go out on the 28th. So you've got this little two-day gap, like, which is nothing like, you know. Uh, so I just don't know why people wouldn't do that, you know. Um, I know people are, like when the people are saying the landlords are slating them and uh, for not I taking it. I wouldn't know why. Yeah, yeah whereas like if I'm discriminatory, it's discriminating against anyone, it's like, yeah, people are paying not, People are paying cash like I'm discriminating against them because I just prefer to have people all the time. It's simple, you know, especially in the lockdown, like people's jobs um, were, were at risk and our, our money came in on the dot, you know, which was great. It just kind of proved to validate their business model was the That's actually a good right tip approach. for somebody, yeah. That's actually a good tip for a landlord, you know, go for that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, like... I don't know why, like if you got. Use your help in the community as well, because there's a, there's a serious shortage of houses, but there's an even serious shortage of houses for people who need the help. You know, isn't yeah, it? yeah, it's just shortage of rental property overall, like you know. But mm. you see, if you're going renting like a house in a really swanky part of town where the rent is four or five grand a month, which okay, someone said I oh, shouldn't be four or five grand. But if you're like renting a big mansion in Donnybrook or something like that, that's going to be five grand a month. You have to rent it to someone who's paying cash, but you would expect at that level, with no issue with them paying mm. cash anyway. So look. It's, it's just Jeez, what would you do with all that cash you can't fucking have cash these days no but when I say cash it's not oh, cash yeah. under the mattress it's like cash oh. into the bank like, oh you know? yeah that's what you uh, mean yeah like it's just you know yeah it's even mad even like just the word cash is now saying to be like oh, you said cash you know no like like it's either coming through the hat or they're paying yeah. cash into the bank you know look I don't know like it's I, I think the reason one of the reasons why we have been so successful is that we've had very little hassle with tenants but we're quite good with them mm. if something breaks we fix it if they pay the rent, no mm. problem. You know, mm. if they if they don't pay, the hap the hap talks to them. You know, because mm. I think you you want to be avoiding hassle at all costs. Mm. And did you learn? Did you know that from the start, or did you make mistakes? Because you know your your you know your whole system, your whole the way you have it set up, it just so it just works. You know, what I mean, but did you the how did you get it? Like, you know I mean? did you learn it off somebody, or did you try it by mistakes? Like. See, that's the mistake I made. I, I, I learned too much by trial and error where I should have heard somebody to help me sooner, um, help me speed up things. But no, because I was, like, where I was growing up in Clondalkin, like, that's the only people that are going to rent. Like, I was only buying houses around where I live, and the only people that's going to rent around where I live are people who are from the area, and the vast majority of them would qualify for HAP or social welfare, as it was at the time, mm. you know. It used to be a pure backward system, like, the check would go out to the tenant, made out to the tenant, the tenant had to cash the check and then me and then give you the money like madness like, you know. Yeah, and they probably spend it. <laughs> like this is you're talking like a, a, a you know, a girl, she might be on her own, have two kids, she gets three hundred quid a week from the social and then once a month a thousand quid in the check comes out, like that's more money than she's ever gonna have at her disposal. It's just madness. And then the hap come in and revolutionised it all and boom, just pays the landlord directly. It's mad. Like, you know, if you had a query with a social welfare payment from a tenant and you rang up the social welfare to say, oh, we can't talk to you because it's uh, data protection. And then the hap come through, which is effectively the same thing, but now they just pay it to the landlord and data protection is not not brought up as an issue. It's just a plain joke, like, you know. Yeah, but it's much better, isn't it? Oh, yeah, the old system was a joke, but yeah. this stuff is, is ideal. Like, it's grand. Yeah. You, you don't need to worry about it, you know. Yeah. 
So we're we're happy with that and it allows us to expand. But now you've got the issue with all these different regulations and stuff coming in. And basically we're just we're just not pushing in that area as much as yeah. well, like what, would you give us an example of something that's kind of uh, making you step away from that market you know like what, the what? rules are changing all the time like they're just it's like the rules are just changing all the time there's this you know there's a vendetta against landlords out there and like we need more landlords like to just the public think that the landlords are responsible like landlords aren't buying houses and keeping them they're buying them and renting them out mm. you know and, and we need more landlords so until until the government decides to go and create some kind of campaign to inform people and let them know that the landlords aren't a problem, the landlords are the solution. But they're doing the other way. They're doing it the other way. Oh, they're making it worse. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's just, just, just a, mad, a mad thing. Like, but you just get sick of listening to it. Every time the process changed, this and this and this and this, we're like, oh, yeah, mm. fuck that. You know? And now they're trying to say like um, that if the landlord can't, if the landlord wants to sell the property, he can't ask the tenant to move out. You know, these call it like no fault evictions. But like, if I go and get, you know, 250K, that's my money. Now, whether I get it as a mortgage or whether it's my money in cash, and I go and buy a van, a car, a building, whatever, like, I should have the right to take my money back and sell it. But they're saying, well, once you put it into that asset class, you can no longer get it back. Well, like, you know what? I'm just going to not put it in the first place. And then there's less investment in that area and then there's less um so they reckon you won't be able or you're already already not able to tell people to move out when you're selling the house oh it, well it's it, all it's already going that way they haven't brought in the actual rule to say that you can't ask them to move out because when that comes them. in that's going to be a disaster it's going to be a disaster but you see you've got a situation here now where you've got you know you've got people who are unhappy with the government and then you've got the opposition government which is all the the you know all these people before profit um Sinn Féin all them left wing socialists are like they're responsible for it they're responsible for it you know as in the, the government but like the truth of the matter is the government have done an absolute stomper of a job over the last while in terms of like pe like people are paying, getting paid 350 good a week to stay at home you know mad stuff like that you know you think um, it's good or bad I don't think it's good at all no but you see the people that are, are, are getting rallied by the left wing politicians are the people who's at home taking this money mm. and they're getting blamed and they're doing it but they're doing more damage because if there was 50 more people like me in Dublin that means there would be 50 more times 50 times the amount of rental property available but there's not more because the people are like me they're clever they're hard working they're like you know, you know what Joe I'm just going to go put my money into something else I'm putting it into this I'm going into this um, area altogether and it's just making it worse you know, so it'll be one day the tables will turn. I think it's going to get a bit worse for the landlords, and mm, uh, one so day the I. tables will turn, and they'll realise it. You know, because I remember like it was it was kind of like a popular thing to be a landlord, and then it was like you you're the devil if you're a landlord. Mm. You know, um, mad sort of stuff. But uh, I think it was after a couple of stories coming out. You know about how landlords. You know, there was a there was a funny video. I I, was, I know you've seen that video, and you even asked on your Facebook page to talk to this man. It was this guy that was fucking two guys out. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. funny, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's that, an interesting thing. If you, if you watch that, come on, you go first. No, no, I, I didn't want to say anything. I just wanted to say that it was actually very hilarious the way I seen it. You know, but yeah. th this th this th that not every landlord is like that landlord. You know, like obviously this guy but, was. A little but bit you see, if you watch that video again, right? Um, and and even then, there was another story then where there was like. 40 people living in a bleeding couple of bedrooms in some place in Fibs or something like that but what happens with, with those guys right and it's 
you find like a lot of people, particularly like, you know, South American, Eastern European people, they will sleep anywhere. They don't care, right? So one of them will rent a house off the landlord and then he'll sublet it to all, as many people as he can get into the place. And then the landlord is the one that's that's put in, in the bad light. But he probably doesn't know like all, all, what's what's going on, you know? But the one about your man baiting the two people in the house, like if you go and watch that video again, right? Because I watched it a few times and if you slow it down and you listen, right? And then I actually seen an article because he did come out and release a statement, right? So what happened there was he had a tenant in the house and the tenant was being bullied by these other two people. So the tenant is a, is a foreign guy and the two people are foreign guys from his country. And he, the two people come in then and start bullying your man and staying in the house. So if you watch that video again, right? He runs up the stairs and he says to his buddy, have you got this, right? Are you recording it? And he, and he was at the break in the door and he has a bar in his hand and he's grabbing your man, right? But he goes into the room then and he says, why didn't you do something about it, you windy fuck you? Right, so I'm sure windy means like you chicken, like, you know? Jesus, Why didn't yeah. you do anything about that? And your man just says nothing, you know? Um, and he runs out of the room and he's threatening the other guy. He takes his shoes off. And I know, look, you shouldn't do it. Like, there's no no question about that. But what actually happened is a different story altogether. Completely than, different. Than what, yeah, so he recorded it for, he said, for his own records, you know, because he was going in there that these guys had been trashing the house but intimidating the people who are lawfully there. And then he basically went in and got rid of them out of property, you know. So, there you go. So one piece of uh, video can put something, you know, in. Like, yeah, I, exactly. I had a totally, completely different there. Uh, yeah, but if, if you go and watch that video again. Now I will. And, and look at it from that point of view. I know it's a great little trick is, uh, actually I was, I was watching something there the other day and I've got this new app and I'm, I'm playing around with CapCut, the editing app. And I'm watching videos in slow motion and you can see different sides of the coin. Did you see the one where um, your man... Robin supposed to be Robin out of the garage and uh, the walker fights with him he's kind of a, the walker's an Indian guy yeah, the robber yeah, yeah. like if you watch that whole thing like I'm like, like looking at it from the employee's perspective sorry from the the, start, the customer's perspective I'd say he didn't rob that box of Snickers because why would there be a box of Snickers just left lying around a shop unless he was after being in the storeroom that would be the first thing in which case then maybe a man should have just rang the police or rang the guards and then if you look at it from the employee's perspective, you can see that he doesn't know how to handle it. He's, he's not. You see that he doesn't know how to defend himself. He doesn't know how to wrestle with these people. He doesn't know how to fight with these guys. And he's just annoyed and emotional. And then you look at it from the the uh, the the shop owner's point of view. So basically, in, in my head, and I'm not an expert in this, the customer was wrongly accused of stealing. So he now has a case against the employer. And the employee was assaulted so that's a criminal case between them two, but it's a civil matter between the customer and the owner of the shop. So there's a good chance there that if the employee got your man charged, he'd be charged over that. But the customer could actually take a char case against the owner of the shop. It's a civil matter. And then the employee can also take a case against the owner of the shop because he was injured while working. So when you look at it like that, I'm like, wow, that's just madness. What's <laughs> like going a big on. bugger. <laughs> yeah, and then who? And then insurance prices go up. The, your man makes less money, and then we're paying ten cent more for a bottle of water, and then it's classed as rip off Ireland. You know, mm. well your man, who's you know shouldn't have hit your man, who lost the head, 
could have easy and he's out begging again the next day on the street. Like if he gets six months for assaulting your man, he's probably happy out. He's got a bed for six months and he doesn't need to worry about food. For you the know? winter, yeah, for the winter. So <laughs> there's, just, there's always these different. Was that different locally? Did, what did that happen? Somewhere locally? in city centre, yeah, oh, yeah. And like, and it's the same in business. Like when, um, sorry, one second there. <coughs> You're fuming me over this thing here. Can I knock that off? Can I? Of course. Um. It's the same in business when everybody's looking at things in the one way <coughs> and we're figuring out how we could do it in another way. Like one of the last places online where I'll ever advertise or do any business is LinkedIn. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's a fucking expert on LinkedIn. That's blocking your camera there, by the way. The what? The water's really blocking, mm. your, uh, blocking your Yeah, camera. I haven't used LinkedIn too much to be honest. Yeah, but like everybody's an expert on LinkedIn, you know. Mm. So I'm like, yeah, let all the experts be over there and be experts mm. and... Uh, What's your best platform? I think TikTok was my best. <laughs> um, just really Facebook and TikTok, yeah. And Instagram, not so much. Instagram doesn't really like me as much as mm. Facebook and TikTok. Yeah, but I'm going I'm to I'm hire somebody just to give them one platform each to manage mm. and see where we go. Um, Instagram is a bizarre platform, you know. Like, um, I would never judge a person on the way of the, the way their Instagram looks because I know uh, fucking models. I yeah. know fucking movie stars from <laughs> Ireland. I know fucking these people, and they're all extremely miserable and broke. Oh, majority right, yeah, yeah, of them, they're and they're living this life. They're fucking. They have four thousand, six thousand followers. <laughs> looks yeah. like they're having a laugh, but when you actually get to know them, tough. Hard, hard game to play, isn't it? Like, yeah, like why would you? Yeah. Know what I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm playing the game of hard work. Yeah. You know, seems to be a little bit in fashion with certain people. No, and yeah. uh, you know, another one, to, a good one to play is you know, live like you're broke. <laughs> I mean, I for for a while I didn't do I didn't yeah. do that, but now I'm doing it. I mean, yeah, I don't need an expensive car now. I I I went through a phase, like you know, I mean, everybody goes through phases. You learn on your own mistakes, you know. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I people that follow me, they never see me. They hear me talk, like I talk about numbers and money and deals and stuff like that all the time, but they never see any kind of. There's nothing kind of extravagant about mm. about my lifestyle, you know. Um, and the first thing ever is like the new house, you know. So that looks like fairly swanky on camera. Like you did have a nice Range Rover, didn't you? I mm. still have it. It's old as fuck now. Is like it? you know, it's still there. And like it's like like Linda saying to you, like you need to get a new car. I'm like, oh, just wait. I'm just gonna buy this house and then I'm gonna actually get. So like we sit down and we do this expenditure plan. It's called. Um, so um, on Friday we sat down and mapped out right what we're gonna do. I was like, right, Paddy. Buying a new Jeep. Um, I've been putting off like for far longer than I have to. It's like, okay, no bother. So we've got all this money that we're forecasting to come in. Okay, we'll do this. We do this deal. We do this deal. And we'll buy the Jeep out of that deal. And then I'm like, oh, no, we do that one first. So the Jeep just keeps getting <laughs> pushed, pushed back down. Like, you know? But like, I think I do need to get one soon enough. Like it's If anybody deserves it, it's you, you know. But you people say, oh, you deserve it. Like, what do you mean deserve it? It's well, fucking... you know, if you work hard, it's, it's different it, if you're starting a business and you finance the fucking thing. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, that's, what, that's what Paddy's like, just go and finance. I'm like, no, I hope, no, I'm not, I'm not financing it. Look, we'll just buy it. And that'd be, I'd like to get one of those new defenders. Like, they look mm. really nice. But look, when it comes down to it, I probably won't bother. Um, but I just, I just, you know, I'm only getting a new one. Like, Linda's a lovely car. So we're going anywhere we go in her car. Mm -hmm. So that's, she's happy out. And your one is that. a workhorse, basically, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But like, you know, like I, I just I would more prioritize just buying more properties. Mm. You know, that's the that's the thing. And then like, you know, I'm not gonna live in a bleeding in in, a, in a, a big house like that and have a big brand new car in the garden. I mean I have a mortgage on a house. I wouldn't do that. Mm. So like the you know, it's 
cost more than the price of it. I don't know if I should ask, but how much did the house set you back? Could you say to share? Yeah, one and a quarter. One and a quarter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so that's how much you'd want to spend for a gap. That's why I'm not buying a fucking house. Because what's the point of me moving out from smelly three bedroom house to another smelly three bedroom house? Fuck that shit. Yeah, I yeah. want to do what you do. <laughs> yeah, well, like, look, where I've been living, like, I've, I'm, I'm, I've, I'm living in a nice house that I built. And it's in a nice enough estate, but the whole area, like, is not the most affluent area, you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're my type of people. I grew up with them and all mm-hmm. that. But um, I always said I want to live in a mansion, so now I've got a mansion, you know. Mm. Um, so um, it's, it needs about 500 grand spent on it, you know. That's another day's conversation. Yeah. Yeah, we catch up. So now I have to go <laughs> now and spend that money, and it'll slow down the growth on the other stuff. Um <laughs> Or else, uh, I'll another five hundred grand. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, we'll get it. Look, I have forever. You know, there's Aye, no. Like, I just like just walking around the garden. As I said, just looking at my board feeders. <laughs> the board just, uh, just in it. But that's that suits me. It's a nice place. Is there for, a stream at the back as well? Yeah, that's. That, I'm going to put a few fish in that. You know, I'll, oh, I'll just like. I'll be just walking around a, that. Share us a few pictures on your yeah. Instagram because I haven't seen that. You, you you mentioned that there is something, but I only seen the trees. Yeah, because like I just I just I've shared a few pictures and stuff like that. Actually, I done a TikTok the other day with it. Um, I was just trying. Do you do the lives on TikTok? Do you? No, I probably should. I was blocked on TikTok for a good while. Why? What you? Oh, do? I went berserk. So uh, they blocked me on my underbody kinks on the car page because of some violation of some random some. Are uh, you slating someone or something? I, I can't remember what it was. No, it was doing. There was a young fella doing videos with me. I pay him a couple of right. quid to do some videos, and I think we did a burnout. And somebody reported that, and they reported something else, and they reported oh, something right. else, and then the page got blocked. It disappeared. And I mean, and how'd you get back? I didn't. Oh, right. So what I did then was I changed my personal profile to Underbody Kings, and yeah. then I started another one, and then they bought fucking about three or four phones, and I wanted to have ten phones. I said this will never yeah, happen yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. But TikTok is so intelligent; it's so smart. Yeah. They got on fucking. They started blocking my other accounts everywhere. I was oh, getting zero really? views. Everything, everything came back to normal when I deleted all the extra accounts. TikTok knows. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like I even I got some fella from around the, oh, from the other side of the country on fire. No, it was just some random guy, marketing company. I got him to slice some of my some of my YouTube content and put it yeah. on TikTok, and the TikToks were doing incredibly good until he sent me the link and I looked at it. The moment I looked at it on my phone, TikTok noticed the connection, connection and they and they stopped yeah. showing. Like it it's it's probably not that difficult to figure that out because basically your IP address will be flagged. Your phone will have an IP address and like that link was opened by that IP. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot more to it. I think even when you speak to somebody over the phone, like there were so many random things that I couldn't just explain logically. You know. Yeah. yeah. Andrew Tate talks about it a lot because he has it figured out. He said that they spend months and months, and it changes all the time because he has it figured the out. The algorithm changes all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. He, he does have it figured out pretty much. You know. Yeah, I suppose the trick is like I think if you can get onto the new thing and just try it, you know. I seen a video there, and your man said, um, just um, use TikTok Live. So uh, I was on TikTok and like people were watching the video for age. We had like a couple of hundred people on it. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I don't know where it goes then. I think when you when you finish the video, that's it. It's gone. So after, oh, is it? yeah, so we're just like Jesus, that's a waste. So I I was kind of conscious that it might have been the case that when the video was gone, it's gone. So I was saying to people, go to my Instagram, go to my Instagram, and I was doing a giveaway on the TikTok on the Instagram. So I gave away a few places to uh to the business program. So. You're trying to get them from that. Because, like, you know, your man's name on TikTok is user123101012, whatever. You don't know who he is, really. Mm. 
Whereas when it's on the Facebook, you kind of there's a name there, you get to know who they are, you know. I keep saying to people that they should take advantage of TikTok right now because they might be blocked in very, very short future, in very near future, you know. Like yeah. They're already blocking it in certain countries. I think they want to get rid of it in America because. Look, I'm not gonna, apparently it's like a spice <laughs> device. Yeah, I think right? it is. Yeah, I don't care. You can spoil away. I mean, I don't have two shits. Just spoil away, man. I'm just walking. You know, spoil away. Give me a bit of data. Spoiling everyone else, I'll buy the data off you. Yeah. yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, they're they're just. I, I've well. nothing to hide either. You know, the only reason, the only thing I'd be afraid of is fucking. They're looking at my shit. You know, they know everything. Yeah. Even your files, your messages, your the way you type your messages in. You know. Yeah. They might not use it now, but they might use it in ten years somehow. Uh, I seen something before. I was like, uh, I was actually on the Waterford Whispers and. Uh, you know that Waterford Whispers, the, the prank page? Oh, like yeah, news yeah, 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 Whispers yeah, yeah. Newspaper. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, man who has TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, is worried about his online privacy, you know? So he's posting every day and he's worried about, just stop stop using them. <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? Like, people are giving out, but just stop using them if you want, you know? There that's, you go. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, I don't have a buddy like that. He's like, and that's such an ironic statement, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like I have a buddy that has paranoid of his head about um, online security and... Uh, I said to him one day, he won't put his credit card into his phone because that'll validate that it's him. And I said, can I have a shot of your phone? I want to download some music app. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, brother. And uh, I said something, is that the last four digits of your credit card number? He goes, yeah, well, I said, I'm just at the boy in that app and he flipped it, you know. Hope you didn't. I oh, don't put my number into that phone. I don't want them to know it's me, you know. Um, <laughs> it's just like, people are mad. I couldn't give a shit. I'm not bothered uh, by it. Look, once you do everything reasonably within the law, you should. And anyway, yeah. any man who's, you know, doing business should do everything with the law. I don't, do, you know, yeah, anything yeah. dodgy always get caught. 100% you know I, I, I remember Grant Cardone saying the thief will never be able to steal anything more than what he would have made legally and then I was reading this article last night about two brothers in an African country that that cheated at a marathon so basically your man went in to get changed in the in the toilet and when he went in his twin brother was already there oh, no and way. the twin brother came out right and he got caught because he had a watch on one had the watch on on the left hand one had the other one on the right hand and there was a different colour strap on it and he got caught and then four or five years later one of the brothers went to do the marathon and he got like sixth place in the marathon so he put the effort into cheating got himself slated and if he would have just put it into you know genuinely winning the race he probably would have won it anyways you know so it's just that thing you know good lesson yeah well like there's loads of people that's that's in jail for stealing small amounts of money like so they'd never be able to make big amounts of money and the guys that have the cop on to do elaborate scams i'm sure they'd be able to make big amounts of money in in legit businesses Mm. you know that's the that's the to me legit business it's easier once you know how you know i mean like to me now to open business that makes a couple of hundred quid a day i mean easy peasy and i don't even have to do it on autopilot you know i mean yeah just get someone else to do it you should be quite good at that just get someone else to do it that's how i do it would you believe that my phone doesn't ring i uh, my phone doesn't ring at all (laughs) well everything is on the full autopilot complete that's good. I, ju- I just go, I just grow things. You know I mean, yeah. I just, everything has its own uh, management. I, I know my business is like fairly heavy. Like the property is not as heavy. Like all my effort in the property goes on growth. Well, ninety percent mm. of my effort in the property goes on growth. Ten percent of it just goes on kind of maintenance, and um. The, but the Facebook business wouldn't last without me. You know, mm. but like that's why I'm oh, like no, you're the head of that. Yeah. yeah, but look, you know. You know, it took us like 13 months, 12 and a half months to get a million from it. Like, so I'm like, right, at that level of income, I think I'm happy to be the man there. So if I can double that, I'm like, it wouldn't take me too long to get, give me a good push to the, mm. to uh, to get closer to that 100 million. So it's a mm. sacrifice that mm. I'm willing to make for now. 
to give it. That was a good one. move, moving away from the from the building and focusing on that. That was a very good move, wasn't it? Well, I just I moved away from the building just to focus on the property. Oh, was it? And it wasn't, then, was it wasn't the business program, was it? Nah, no, sure. What the fuck would I want to be making videos online for? You know, that's <laughs> like, what would I want to do anything like that? I want to keep myself to myself. <clears throat> so I left the the construction space to focus purely on the property. So what happened was, and and this is like first just a lesson for anybody like that's listening. The time to start investing in property is now, even when you've no money. So if I made like a hundred quid, that's a tenner for the property. You know, if I made a grand, there's a hundred quid. I was always putting something aside. Mm. And then I was putting all the profits from the the building business towards the property. And then when I left the building, I had about seven million quid's worth of property. And the plan then was to just focus on that and drive that up. And, you know, I was kind of always brought up on the way, like, whatever you say, say nothing. Don't be telling anybody your business. And then when I started, when I left the construction, I was just happy to talk to people if they asked me a question. I wasn't as guarded about the the construction yeah, space because you weren't involved I was in done anymore. I didn't care and then I realised like I thought everybody had done in their business what I'd managed to do in mine but they didn't you know so I started sharing just insights and helping people and then I realised hold on we're actually onto something here and then I said right maybe there's a there's a uh, there's an opportunity to make a few quid here you know will I tell you then how that happened mm-hmm. so so what happened was um, I finished up with the building and I just about finished my stuff with the banks and then it was 2017, so 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Yeah, because I started in 18. So 2017, don't, it's 17 or 18, um, Grand Cardone's 10X Com was on, and I just started following him, and that was his first one Where ever, you know. It? it was in Miami. So I was like, right, I'm going to that. Oh, did you go? Yeah, so I was there at, like, trading. So I'm like, right, Joe, you're... Uh, Here's a reward for yourself now. You're at the escaping bankruptcy. You didn't go under. Go off there now and, and enjoy that. I'm like, yeah, no, but I'm just having doing a little thinking to myself. I'm like, if I'm going there, I'm not going as any general admission. You know, and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna I wanna sit right next to him, you know. And then, you know, I'm gonna fly force class. And this is me just I'm gonna get a big huge hotel. Actually, I'm gonna get a Rolls Royce like what he has to take me to the airport. I have all these things in my head, you know. So And did you do did you do all that? absolutely yeah yeah so i had all these things i'm like okay joe well this is going to cost 40 grand where are you going to get the money for it so you can this is me like talking to myself as i'm talking to you now you can go and do it but you must generate the income from some new source you can't use it from what you have who do you think you are you know you don't be pretty big balls now think you can go spend 40 grand on something like that so i was like right what can i do and i says right well what i could do is i could find a group of people and i could charge them four grand each and I could get 10 people charge them four grand each and I could show them how I'm after doing all the different things that helped me make a couple of million quid that led me to losing it and that what allowed me to get it back and uh, I just made a video on, on Facebook on either the 28th or the 29th of December in whatever year that was 2017 or six, whatever it was um, I was on in Fort Ventura um, for, away for the new year and I just made this video saying I've got a new business coming out wait to see it and just the thing just exploded straight away. Oh, like, yeah, because like yeah, people had known me because I've been on TV a few times and uh, people knew I was in the business space. People from my area knew because they seen my vans. They knew I had a few houses around the area. So you had a success, but you had a good good success story behind you, basically. Yeah, yeah. So people knew. It so was like important too. people were looking all the time, just waiting to 
to get to know I was on Dragon's Den as well so people were oh, looking oh no way tell us tomorrow about yeah, that yeah so yeah we were just talking shit there for the last half an hour we probably should have talked more business stuff yeah <laughs> um, so anyways um, I went to uh, I got the 40 grand up I got 10 people 4 grand each um, flew from Dublin to Heathrow got a, a limo to pick me up in the trap not a limo a, a bleeding a, a Rolls Royce to pick me up in the travel lodge and bring me to the airport <laughs> went into the the uh, the first class lounge in Heathrow just walking around on my own first class flight got there got a big hotel room sat like you know Cardone was in kind of CA1 I was in like C3 so I was kind of back one and in back one or back two and in one yeah I was a second seat in third row behind him and I was getting a chance to say hello to him and all and I was just mingling around all the time and I was like wow I've just kind of dreamt this money up and now I'm here this is this is actually this is actually mad that this has happened and when you go uh, to front row with those things you get to everybody all the speakers are at the back it's like a little lounge and the VIP people can hang around with them and uh, so when I was there Cardone was talking to somebody and I just walked over to him and he had this little page I've actually told the story a few times I had this page folded over and uh it was like a five-day retreat, twenty-five thousand dollars. You know, it was a picture like of a little desert island on the, on the photograph, and uh, just me with me big mouth. I was like, I'll go to that, and he just took the the form that he was showing your man, and he 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 pushed it into me chest, you know, and I had to take us. Then I'm like left with this thing, so I'm like, right, um, Saint Bart's five days, twenty-five thousand dollars, and I'm back in the conference, and I'm watching. It, I'm like where the fuck am I going to get 25 grand now to pay for this? You know, I'm like thinking, what will I do? What will I do? So I put a post on my page. So I've been kind of online like about six months now doing this stuff. I says, what about if I create a program and show people how to buy their first two houses? So t- houses 250K, two houses 500K. So I just put a post and I says, um, how much would you pay me if I showed you how to acquire a half a million euros worth of assets? And people like 10%, half, all these different comments were pinging in. So, uh, People are saying like two, three grand. Now. It's like 1,500 quid people will go for it. And the, the post is like, I'm literally sitting at, uh, at the 10X Grow Conference and I didn't put a post. Sorry, I tell a lie. I, no, I put the post up and when I seen the comments then I walked back out to the lounge where Cardone was at to give me that thing and I made a video. I says, I've got this program. I'm going to teach people how to buy their first two properties. Uh, it's 1,500 quid, 20 people only, you know. So I went back in, sat down and the, the phone was people were pinging me I was like oh jeez this is great you know so I rang the office I was like Rachel was the girl who worked in the office I told him I says Rachel people are going to bring money down to the office um, go to the bank at the end of every day to give you a check or I'm just collect the money in whatever form they're giving you and she's like you can't just have people dropping the money down I have to do an invoice for them because she's just so by the book with all the stuff I was like listen take the fucking money we'll sort out the invoices later on so she got a load of money dropped down and then I rang Linda I was like Linda people are going to drop money down just take it go to the bank have no money in the house overnight because people know I'm not there you know so she's just she's just used me she's like yeah no bother so by the time I got back to Ireland with at least 40 grand dropped in between the house and the office and I'm like wow look what just happened here you know and uh, this was me like I didn't like I didn't have I didn't believe I had the money spare to do that at the time, you know. So that was it. I was booked in. Um, came, came back home, booked in. The hotel was like uh, 1,000 quid a night. Didn't book the flights as of yet. But then what happened was we were going away. The event was like, say, October or something like that. And um, at the time, I had €120,000 in my bank account. That's all the money I had. 
and I was uh, I owed the bank a hundred and twenty grand. So basically, they'd give me I'd sorted out all my deals, and I had to pay a hundred and twenty grand, and I had four or five years to pay it. But then, just to flick back, well, I was very lucky that the day after the growth conference, um, I got to go and, and visit Grant in his office. So I how sat did, down. How did that happen? Uh, did you just? Um, I just asked him, like, you know, can I go down and see them? Um, because we, I bought a program, and he said as part of the program, you can come down and visit the office. And they knew that I'd flown all the way from Ireland, so they, they let me come down. And what happened was, uh, Grant said to me, you should be on stage with us. And I was like, wow, I can't believe he said that. He says, your story, people would love that. And he's like, if if I could understand you, he says, oh, you like you. He says, if I could understand you, I'd like you even more, because he couldn't understand the accent, you know. So I'm I'm in the plan like Grant said I should be on stage up next year like that's amazing imagine they allowed me to do that so I had to go I was going to the event um in St Bart's it was called a five day event and I said I can't go to that event unless I tell I'm able to tell Grant that I'm after being on stage and I sold out a room of people so I put on this event and we sold three hundred tickets so people came to see me talk on stage the first time I've ever done that like that where was that that was in the Clarion Hotel up at Liffey Valley oh, yeah. so, why don't the, you do that anymore it's just not, it's not, it's not, it's not money in it. it's not money there's easier ways to make money you know mm. but the whole kind of <coughs> stepping stone was that you know I dreamt up the 40k to get there when I was there I dreamt up the money to go to St Bart's and I didn't want to go to St Bart's unless I had the experience of standing on stage and putting on an event and then I owed the bank 120 grand and I'm like, I can't actually stand on stage and tell people how to create wealth and do all this sort of stuff if I owe the bank money. It's just... It didn't, it's didn't just, resonate with you. It's just not genuine, you know? Mm-hmm. So it says, right, I need to clear the bank before I go on the stage but then that means I'm going to go to St. Bart's with no money. So if they paid the 120 grand, I'm like, right, that's it. I'm clearing the bank and I'm not clearing it out of that money that I have. I'm clearing it somewhere else. So... uh I had a few deals going on and I plucked one of the deals and I changed it around and I said to a buddy of mine, I said, look, if I sold you a house that was worth 190 grand, but I sold you with the tenant and all the furniture and I sold it to you for 200 grand, but I got you a 100% mortgage, would you take it? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So I went and I got my 100% mortgage and on that deal then, I managed to make 130 grand, but I wasn't going to get paid for ages. And uh, I rang up a buddy, I was like, yeah, do you want to make 10 grand? He's like, yeah, I'm at the sell in the house, I'm at the making 130. Give me 120 today and when the deal goes through, you can keep the 130. He's like, you're just going to give me 10 grand like that for doing nothing? I was like, yeah. So he lent me the 120. Um, I went in, cleared the bank, stood on the stage, owned the bank, no money. Shut up. Got the experience, right? Um, of doing the event that was a sellout and then mad thing happened fucking hurricane came in and it literally wiped the whole island of St. Bart's the hotel and all where we were supposed to say was gone so Grand Cadown's office rang me and said look at the island is ruined so we're going to just give you your money back so they gave me the money back the hotel gave me the money back and I just gained the experience of being on stage and I cleared all the money so like in the end I got no result out of the event other than all the consequences of it and no I was like way. that was just mad like how that, that should happened. be in your book man that fucking probably, deserves a chapter yeah yeah. yeah yeah probably but like there was a load of different things like just putting yourself out there where mm. that stuff kind of happens and that, that was that was the maddest thing mm. about it was like you know pushing yourself into the unknown mm. But just knowing that you're going in the right... Or not even knowing... But you have to have some, some sort of balls, you know, going on your own. 40 yeah. grand is a lot of money to a lot of people, you know? It's a, it was a lot of mo- It's a lot of money to me now, but it was a lot of money to me back then. Um, but it was like... It was probably like 
close to like a third or a half of the money that I had then because by the time the event came around I only had 120 to my name you know mm. um, but it was just mad how, how those those things happen and, and little kind of scenarios like that like um, like unknown things happen I remember before um, just uh, you know somebody knocked at the door like when I was in the insurance space and uh, like Linda says to me there's a woman at the knocking at the door like she's she's a hole in a roof she's no insurance I'm like well what's she asking me for I don't know I can do about that you know and I said but you know what the least I can do is go around to her and talk to her so I went around and spoke to her so it looks nothing I can do and it turns out like she was so stressed out not by the roof but she was under pressure by the bank to move out of the house and what was really upsetting her was that she had to sell the house pay the bank the money use the surplus funds that she had for, for the sale of the house um, to go and rent somewhere and then when that money um, ran out they were going to give her a, a council house you know um, and she just didn't want the idea of moving her kid twice in maybe 18 months you know so uh, in the end we done a deal where we paid her a low price for the house and then I bought all the contents that were in the house and it's all legit um, and she was happy we actually helped her get another house to live in then as well she was buzzing with that she was over the moon and uh, I, I bought the house and then over time the house done really well and I managed to sell the house and buy a couple of houses out of that and it's just like little strokes of luck that wet Look, if you, if you were, a, you know, you could have just easily ignored that woman and that wouldn't happen then. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? so exactly. So all these different things. And like, then another time, like I was, a woman wanted me to, to, to buy her house. And I said to Linda, look, I don't want to buy that house off that woman. But the time I pay all the different money, I was like, she'll get 50 grand more somewhere else. Actually, she said, I said, she gets 60 grand more somewhere else. And Linda was like, maybe she doesn't trust anybody else and she trusts you. Maybe money's not that high on her priority, you know? So, in the, she didn't have any money, but I was like, look, at, for you to sell it to him, he'll give you 260, I can give you 200, 210, whatever it is, because I have to pay for this and this and this and this. And she was like, okay, but will you just help me find another place? So like, yeah, no bother. So in the end, then I bought the house off her, gave her the money, let her stay in the house. Um, then we bought an apartment. She bought an apartment out of the money I gave her, even though she was still in the house. And then I done up the apartment for her. So mm. overall, she done all right. I mean, in the end, overall, she probably sold me the house for 40 grand less than what she would have got at the open market but she wouldn't have got someone to do all that for her you know mm. and she's buzzing talked to her today she's like hey delighted that she sold the house to me it was a deal for me I was happy that I'd done the deal but it's like sometimes you just have to look at things in a different way and it was like Linda had pointed out to me that it was a good thing for her to sell the house to me where I was just looking at the number saying it wasn't a yeah. good thing so all the time when you're when you're looking at doing a deal so for example like when you see a, a sign in a garden a house for sale that's a financial transaction that's taking place. You know, that's an advertisement for a financial transaction. But it's an emotional decision that has led to that financial mm -hmm. decision taking place. It's an emotional decision that has led to that financial transaction taking place. So if you can get in touch with the people before they commit to putting on the open market, maybe you can offer them some value in a manner that's not actually available to them yeah, from the open market. How, you know? So like you know people talk about like the law of attraction and all that sort of stuff and that's not really my gig like I'm, I'm a bricklayer that's you know let's <laughs> get stuck in you know but more and more like I'm starting to realise that this is more and more like this is, is a real thing and it's going on and like with the he asked me about the new house there so you know we bought the house and like all along over the last few years you watch any of my videos I'm like yeah I'm going to live in a mansion I'm going to live in a mansion didn't say I was going to have you know, a Ferrari or anything like that, but I just said I was going to live in a mansion, you know. And I always had this thing in my head of me just sitting down the back of my garden, just 
looking at the house and and congratulate myself for saying, fair play, Joe, you got the house, you got the mansion, you didn't rip anybody <laughs> off, you didn't do anything illegal, and you got it. And I had this thing in my head, and it's like a nice day, and the kids are running around, and the only thing that wasn't tallying up with this thing that was in my head, and I didn't decide to be in my head, it just was there, was that the house was a three-story house, and I wouldn't live, I, I just can't see myself really living in a three-story house. I don't like the, mm. the inside. And then when I was just sitting down in the back of the garden there the other day, another thing was like I wanted a, I wanted a river at the end of the garden, but I'd be afraid because you have to constantly watch the kids. Don't go near the river. Don't go near the river. Don't go near the river. You know, and uh, and then when I was uh, I was sitting, I had this little little alcove with a table and chairs in it, and I was sitting down there the other day, and I was just looking up at the house, and there's one side of the house, and then the other part, like the window was here, and then the other part, the window was higher, and I'm like. That is a true story. I've seen that. I've seen that in my in my in my mind mm. a million times, like you know, and uh, like if, like it literally frightened the BGAs around me. I was like, that is so <coughs> weird. Like mm. to the point where if I think if something negative pops into my head, I'm like, oh, don't be thinking like that. You mm-hmm. know, don't be thinking like that. It's not good for you. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but it was a mad thing just to. Uh, <coughs> It was a mad thing to it, see that before. It works. Was, you know? It works. I have so many stories. I'm gonna probably do a, a separate episode about it, sharing those stories because I have. Yeah. A, I, I used to when I started writing those books. I'll tell you just very quickly. So when I started writing those, I wasn't working in a proper job or anything. I didn't have anything. Yeah. But this guy was telling me in this book to have half ambitious goals. Do this and yeah, and, yeah. I, and I looked out the window. I didn't know what, what for goals to have. Yeah. I looked out the window. And all I could see was this abandoned building. And I was thinking, right, what business could I have in there, right? Yeah. And that was like f- six years before I opened my car business. Right, right. And I was like, okay, I could be doing this. I could have some cars, multiple units there, blah, blah, blah. I started writing this shit down. And five years later, by accident, I have a business doing exactly that. Oh, brilliant. It's yeah. fucking crazy, yeah. man. Yeah, like it's 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 out there, you know. You just have to, mm. just have to go at it like, mm. and, and just move towards it, you know. Mm. But like you weren't going to end up with that business by accident if you were going to stay in a PAYG. PA Job. Oh yeah, but you know, you just because you are pushing forward, mm. so it's it's uh, it's mm. it's magic. Like mm. if you, I th- it just I wouldn't I wouldn't mind knowing how to understand it a little bit more. To be honest, I haven't figured out it here. I think fucking yeah, yeah so many. I read some a lot of spiritual books like Stuart Wilde and all them. I fucking swallowed them all. I did. Right, I have no idea what they are. You know, what I have there. Um, I don't know if I doubt what this in. I got a little program for any of the boys that want to. Like can I say? Go on, yeah. Yeah, so like if if any of your viewers are in are tradesmen or interested in that stuff, I'm at the doing up um a, a free program for them. So if they just send me a message on Instagram or Facebook with Lucas, just send me your name. Mm-hmm. I know they're saying it here, and I'll just give them the, the program. It's a little did short you, program. Did you, did you hear this guys? <laughs> well done. Yeah. By the way, if anybody wanted to follow Joe Doyle and buy his books. Joe Doyle Entrepreneur everywhere. There you go. I'm sure everybody who watches this, they already know you. <laughs> see, hopefully they don't. <laughs> Some of them probably don't, but a lot of people know you. You're well known around, you know. Yeah. Uh, Joe, that was a nearly two and a half hours of a podcast. Thank you very much for smashing it with us. No problem, my man. It was it's a been swear. a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having us again. Cheers. See you at the top. See you at the top. <laughs>